check, check, check. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, that means you now tuned into chapter 76 of the Introverted Intuition Podcast. My name is Jeff, aka the Petty Podcaster. To my right, I have Miss Lainey. Hola. Uh, to her right, we have Miss Coco. Hola. Uh, we have returning co-host from the dead, CR <laughs> Conscious Rap. What up? We aren't. We aren't beefing. <laughs> we are. We are still cool. You're still a part of the show. Let them know that, please. I'm definitely a part of the show. I heard some people was asking Jeff if we were beefing, which is crazy because that's my bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So everything's good. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we introduce our guests, I have to make an apology to Pitbull because last week that shit had me crying. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know he spoke English, and I said that. I expressed Yo. that. I, didn't, I expressed that sentiment, and oh a lot of people took that wrongly, like it was them I was talking about. So I do recall Pitbull. I, I apologize. Um, I also have a short story which will perfectly segue into the introduction of our guests. So after last week, that last recording, I was at North uh, train station, mm-hmm. waiting for my train. You know, sometimes it's like a big gap in between the next train home or whatever. And I feel like we all had this experience where we either had like we had like a little kid come up to us with a clipboard trying to ask for money. Mm-hmm. And it's they happened. On a basketball team, they need soccer money team, for, football okay. team. They never football played a single sport in their entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this kid comes up to me. He was like, "Blah blah blah. Would you like to donate towards my my team or whatever?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry, little man. I don't have any cash." Mm-hmm. His whole attitude flips. Mm. He got pissed off. He was like, you too grown to have boogers in your nose. You broke. I get, I get, I get, I get more money than you. I'm like, yo. I, didn't, I was about to toss this little guy. And like, I'm just looking at him. I'm just like, all I said was like, you mad? He was like, I'm not mad. And he just, he stormed off. And I bring that up to say, he's a good actor. Um, Shout out to him. Shout out to that little boy from North. And Derek, I don't even know where he's from. He had no parents around <laughs> Shout out to Newark. And Where are some characters out the there. acting aspect of it is brought up because I saw that our guest has done a little acting, correct? Oh, I did a little something, something. Right? <laughs> uh, so maybe he can be under your school of acting and learn a little something and uh, how to get money from people. Uh, uh, oh, hey, everybody. By the way, this is uh, Mimi Simpson. I am a comedian uh, first, actress second. Um, I'm a stand-up comedian from Chicago by way of New Jersey. Right. Um, so, so yeah, that's what I do a little bit. I'm in, um, I'm on a new show on BET, the, the major hype show. So you guys check that out. It's on BET Digital. Um, we've had like, uh, maybe 10 episodes. Um, it's funny, you know, it's me, major hype, um, Mr. Commodore, um, Natalie, um, the one that does like the Cardi B impressions. Okay. Um, she's on the show too. Um, I think I think Buster Rhymes makes a special appearance. Um, acting Buster Bust. Can you yeah. tell us how we yeah, can watch Busta. it for all those who, like for everybody out there yeah. who doesn't really know? Can you tell everybody how can they can tune in and watch you? Um, you can you can look at it on YouTube on on BET's YouTube channel. There we go. Mm. Yeah, you can just go to BET's YouTube channel and type in Major Hype Show, M A J A H Hype H Y P E Show. Um, I'm Mimi Simpson. You can Google me. I got some some funny stuff out there. Um, so yeah. I'm still tripping on Buster Rhymes acting. Last time I saw Buster, he fell off the stage and he was he was like headbanging, then he fell forward off the stage. Uh, oh, damn! And then I think he had a concussion or some shit. But Where I was he? I? He bounced I, back. I, I mean, he he's had a long career. His his 
his career shouldn't be diminished to a fall off stage. I don't, <laughs> you don't think so? I, I don't fell off stage before. before you ever. Oh no! <laughs> can we can we uh, start at the beginning, like before you were on the stage, before you were acting, when you were in Chicago, born and raised, right? Um, yeah, born and raised in Chicago. Um, what was like your your youth like? How did you get into where you're doing now? Like, um, you know, I've always been funny. Um, I've always like loved the arts. I actually went into the military um, oh. at a yes, at a young been. age. Yeah, is that because everybody in Chicago knows how to shoot an AR fifteen? Um, you know what? <laughs> what's What's funny? Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that that was actually kind of why I like I like I liked guns. No, I mean Shall I like I? I like guns. But is that the climate out there too? Like it's just the norm for people to, to have guns, or oh yeah, it's like ID. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Goddamn. So yeah. the news isn't exaggerated. It's like Chirac for real. No, it's not exaggerated at all. As a matter of fact, y'all don't see all the news. Like mm. we don't mm. we don't cover shootings where people don't die. <laughs> you right. know what I'm Damn. saying? So like y'all see the shootings where people die. Imagine a person that gets shot in the leg. He gets no love. Mm. <laughs> like mm. he don't even get an ambulance ride. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Like a leg wound. You got to drive yourself to the hospital. <laughs> right. Somebody yeah, call them an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you definitely got to use Uber. They oh get that God. quicker. They they dealing with headshots. So you were in the army for how long? Um, I did eight years. That's wow. So yeah, I was a sergeant in the army. I was a uh, um, I was in supply. So I was in charge of um, the guns. Yep, I was in charge of, <laughs> in charge of the guns. Great guess. I was in charge of the most important thing. Yeah, I was in charge of the, of the weapons. I was in charge of everything. Everything you need supplied. So. <laughs> So weapons, food, housing, mm. you know, like people in supply, we take care of the logistics. So mm. with so when you're in charge of the weapons, you know, you gotta you gotta be an expert um with them. You have to know how to fix them, how to clean them, how to shoot them, how to troubleshoot. So you you're know You're ready for the apocalypse. Oh oh yeah, I can shoot the balls off a of ant. Right. Damn. Now we know who to look for when the apocalypse happens. Oh yeah, I'm nice. And I'm we nice. know not to who to piss off. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. I can That's shoot you from a couple blocks. I have a question. You said you was in the army. So you know, growing up I've always I was always been told that black people shouldn't enlist into the army. What do mm. you say to that now as a black woman? I agree. <laughs> Why? I I was young and dumb when I when I joined. It was literally because I like guns. <laughs> Yo. So you wouldn't encourage anybody else to enlist? No, I don't believe in I don't believe in none of that shit. You are know, the perks worth like, it? You get to see the are world. Are the perks worth it at the end? I know. I don't think the I don't think the mental distress of it is worth it. Mm. Um, and I don't, and, and we're, you know, we be fighting for shit. We don't even know what the fuck we fighting for. You know, like our commander in chief, I don't trust him. I don't fuck with him at all. Well, yeah. So I, you know, um, I definitely don't want to be sent nowhere just cause his hot tempered ass, you know, um, want to start shit. Um, and, and even, even, you know, nine eleven. um, I joined, a year before 9-11. So when 9-11 happened, I was actually in basic training. Mm. Wow. At the time. And, like, as soon as... That it was ha- my next question. Like, when did you join? Yeah, so I'm giving my age away now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, I was in basic training when 9-11 happened. And they told us, it was like, oh, your asses is going to war. And we did, and we went to war with the wrong fucking country. Like we went to war with with Iraq for what? Yeah. With Iraq. 
See, that's that cracker got a saying, I rank. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the right. I, like yo, this whole time, me too. Oh like, it's not? No, and I have to condition myself to get it. It's a rock. A that don't even sound right. It's right. A, yeah, it's it a rock. Like, I've been saying but this, it. He been saying, because our fucking president was saying it wrong the whole time. Nobody corrected Iraq. Iraq. We're going into Iraq and we're going to kill them motherfuckers. Get the all. <laughs> Basically, say it like that. So Basically, that's what we that was going was, over. That was right on point. That impression there. And I had a lot of friends that went overseas, and and uh, some didn't make it back. You know, some came back oh, fucked man. up. Mm. You know, like got shot several times, and just like mentally Damn. not right. You know, they they ain't right when they come back. How did you feel when you came back? I didn't have to go. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. I never, you know, and it was just, it was just God. You know, it was just a fluke why I didn't go. It was just kind of how my career was moving. You know, like I, I started out in Chicago and then I transferred to a unit in Georgia. As soon as I got my transfer papers, my unit in Chicago got orders to go overseas um, the unit that I transferred to in Georgia, they were already overseas. Mm. Um, but like when a unit goes overseas, they don't send the whole unit. It's like 80% goes and 20% stay behind because you're not going to shut a whole unit down. Yeah. So I was there with the pregnant people and the old <laughs> niggas oh, no. and the fat <laughs> niggas that <laughs> did pass the PT no test. Yeah, them no. niggas that, you know, just waiting till they, they get out of there. So, um, and then I transferred to another unit, and they had just gotten back. So, and then for a period of time, I was non-deployable too because I was in a, a commissioning program. Mm -hmm. And so, when you're in this program, you can't, you can't. They want you to stay and get commissioned, but I didn't wind up commissioning anyway. So, but so during, like, she did found you her loopholes. Like huh? She found her loopholes not to get deployed. Yeah, and you still got the <laughs> benefits of like I guess you get paid, obviously, right? So like you get. Well, I don't get paid anymore. But um, you did during that time. You like even you had the commission. Like you got all those. Benefits. What's the pay like? He wants to know what the pay like. Oh, the pay <laughs> shit, yeah. man! It's so many ways to get money out here. Like, don't be confused to think that the only thing that you can do is you know um, is join the military to get money. It's so many ways mm -hmm. from real estate to marketing to sales to. Um, the comedy. arts, comedy, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's mm -hmm. so many ways. Like, do not serve this country. Fuck. Not, I ain't, I'm not saying fuck this country. I love this country, but... But fuck these wars. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah this, this ain't our war. This, you know peace what I'm saying? These ain't our wars. We got we got other shit here to... to to work on. Let's keep let's get our shit together while we worried about, you know, somebody else's mm -hmm. mess. You were there for eight years, correct? Mm -hmm. So like what was like the most valuable lesson that you learned? Like what was the one thing you really took away from that experience? Like I mean, that I could shoot real good. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like if a nigga try me, like Do you have a gun I, on you right now? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I don't I don't carry um in the city. Would you consider showing others how to shoot? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's I've, happening right I've, I've taught I've taught a couple people how to shoot. I've taught a couple guys I was dating how to shoot. 
Mm, okay. That's mm. interesting. You caught, you taught the guys you was dating how to shoot. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, they had guns. They just ain't know <laughs> how to shoot. To shoot they just weren't. Hold it to the side. They, you they know, yeah, they, yeah, they, they ain't had hood. a technique. They should have yeah. shoot their dick yeah, like, So I, they was holding it sideways like this? Block, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you technique and, you know, and how to troubleshoot if your gun jam and stuff like that. So. Mm. And it's crazy with the way the climate is today. You actually need a gun, honestly. Like, in some parts of the world, you really will need to have one of those on you to be safe. Yeah, yeah, I live in Newark. I need a gun. So you know what's up. <laughs> is Newark as bad I live as in it's advertised? I, I, don't, I don't know, personally. Hmm? Is uh, Newark as bad as it's advertised? You so, probably know more than me. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In certain parts worse than others, but overall, yeah. Yeah, you could get like some... some so I live on a, a halfway decent block. Where you what's at? halfway decent? What? What's... Like, um... The drugs are not on my street. <laughs> you live in Ironbound? So, like, the crackheads don't come down my block, but they walk on the cross street. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. But, I'm there. I get it. Yeah. I, I so, you, you know, it's like, you know, when you know the drug addicts when you see them. Right. Mm-hmm. look like walking dead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's terrible. So they don't. I don't. I don't get. I don't have to see them like passing by the house. You don't have to worry about one like on your front lawn just chilling. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't, don't got to do that. But they will be up the street. Got it. In case you need one. In case you, we ever thought about like hiring homeless people as like for protection and stuff like that. I always thought about that. Like if you, Yo. if you toss them a little something, they will like keep your house safe. Like they'll keep your family safe. I thought about that honestly. You guys start I giving back. Um, I would. I, I wouldn't nothing. trust them. I think that they would set you the fuck up. That's like, great. I got you. They will take the money. And they will <laughs> wait for the prime time to get their homie to break in your shit. Yeah. Like I, I know they not home. Come on, let's do this. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. I, I think oh, you better funny. go with a security system or something. Yeah. Don't hire homeless people to watch your house. It's all about giving back, you know. Okay. Dude, so, take- so you mentioned that you thought you were always funny. Like, where did that come from? People telling you, or you just notice how many times you make someone laugh, and you're like, okay, maybe I am funny. Um, yeah, people always laughed at me. My mom, my mom told me I was going to be a comedian since I was a child. Mm. She awesome. and and even though I've done other, you know, I've done work. I worked in corporate America. I worked in sales. I was in a, you know, it was a Fortune 500 company. I was top 5% of the company. But mm. um, in sales, we were doing, I was doing, like, technology sales. Mm. Um, but even within that company, um, I was great at the job, but I felt like I knew I was great at sales, you know, because people buy from who they like. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really That's my, true. it was, like, personality. Mm-hmm. And I would even get, like, job offers from people in other states, you know, like, trying to poach me, basically. Like, wanted to hire me to, because they liked the way I I finessed over the phone. Mm, okay. Um, Did you put on, like, a white voice so you went over the phone? No, I don't have a white voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've never acquired it. I never tried to. You should. So this this heavy voice I got, no, I don't need it. No, you don't need it. You don't need it, but I'm, like I'm good. No, fuck that. You got that classic black woman voice, like Yep, I love like, it. I'll whoop your ass if you have you tried, like have you ever tried to play with it? With my voice? Yeah, with the white voice? Oh, yeah, I do it all the time. I mean, you, you know what? I, I do it to get through gatekeepers sometimes. Mm, so yeah. I, I put on a British accent. The accent? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
That is that goes so that far. Always, you know, that always makes people feel um, better. I haven't tried it in a while, but when I was doing in sales, <laughs> I would call and ask for Amber and tell them that I'm from Viacom. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about a British accent that makes you feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> feel comforted for some reason, right? Right. Yeah. yeah and like you can yeah. trust that person. Yeah, like you, and you can't trust the British. Hell <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <Yeah. laughs> But oh, but the accent would trick you. Twice. Um. So so I I I still love the arts and cre- creating. Um. I love I love um I love art. I love the art of storytelling. Hmm. Um. So I wanted to do like film production, like um to make feature film, TV, music videos, stuff like that. Hmm. So I I left the company, I quit, and I went to film school. Hmm. Cool. Um, I went to film school, um, and I was making almost six figures. I was 23, and I was making, like, six figures. Wow. And But I was like, you know what? If I can make y'all six figures, I can make me six figures. <laughs> That's a good mentality, yeah. though. That's I respect a, yeah. that. For sure. You That's know, real. like, if, I'm, if you guys are have enough to pay me this, I know how much I'm actually making Worth. you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can count. I know, you know, sales numbers. Yeah, I was bringing in big money for y'all. Right. You're ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I went to film school. Um, I went to New York Film Academy. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I went for production. Mm. And um, the first job I got out of film school was in Atlanta. So I wound up moving back from New York back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I was living in Atlanta when I was working at the technology company. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was an assistant writer on uh, Meet the Browns. Mm. Oh, nice. So, so and even like the so like the way the writing room goes, like you have like four hair writers, um, and then you have like two stand up comedians that that do punch ups. Mm. Um, and What's then, a punch up? Um, like like once the script is written to just make sure the flow of the script is the funny is on cue. Okay. So to make sure every like beat is is funny and is what it's supposed to be. And and the show flows like how it should. I've heard writing rooms is like really competitive too. Like is everybody trying to get that one joke into the script and then like I don't know. That's what I've heard. It it is. It is. That's why I got fired. Um <laughs> how'd that go? I definitely got fired. Pulled um, the gun out on somebody? <laughs> you know what? Um, <laughs> she ain't saying no. It crossed her mind. She's in Atlanta now. She ain't saying no. I didn't pull the gun out on them, but I let them know that I had it. I was gonna say you flashed it. I just, I just let them know it was available to me. No, Got I'm it. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? It, it was cool though. Like even the the hair writer that's still my dude, man. Um, he's he was the hair writer on um Eve's show. He created Eve's show. Oh, okay. Um. Wow. And uh, that ran for like nine seasons. Yeah. Um, he's also the hair writer now on Raven Simone's new show. Mm. So, um, so yeah, this, he even he told me like mm, writing. You know, we we can come back to that. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you should do stand up. And I was like, mm, no, Mm-mm. like I didn't want to do it. Why were you hesitant? Um, I'm not. A fan of fame. Mm. I don't. I don't necessarily need attention. Yeah. 
You know, like, I, I like to be creative. I like to work, in, but I don't need unnecessary attention. Like, right. you know, I get more attention than I like sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I'm a private, you know, to myself low person. Key. Yeah, yeah, I'm very low-key. I'm alone a lot. I'm a loner. I like that shit. I like extroverts. Yes, I, I like me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, You're extroverted introvert. Yeah. Ambervert. Um, so so yeah I was just wanting to be like on the other side of the the camera but you know um, like I said I'm funny do you remember your first like time getting on stage of course Um, so um, what made me start comedy after being told I should be a comedian like forever it was my mom you know, um, she she been trying to get me to be a comedian my whole life, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I honestly didn't even think of comedy as a a career for real. Like I seen like Eddie Murphy and stuff, but I never thought of like how to be a comedian. So I never really took it serious. But she just always had it stuck in her head because I was so good at making her laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, when she should have been fucking me up. <laughs> 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 Right. <laughs> you know, like, because yeah. I was bad as a child. Yeah, I was bad. I had a bad attitude, bad Smart mouth. mouth. I already fought, know. I can... Oh, my God, I fought a lot. I fought all my friends, all of them. How many times did you win, though? Uh, I won most of the time. I could fight. Okay. Oh, hey, <laughs> I, I, I ain't telling you can. I ain't saying you can. I'm just having... I wasn't just fighting to fight. I learned some shit, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, and I had, I had uncles that liked to fight me, so I learned from them. They was trying to fuck me up, and then... I had to take it out on somebody too. I was getting fucked up at home, so. <laughs> but that's what kids do, you know. Mm-hmm. They fight. So it was really your mom who had the foresight for you to become a comedian, and you just. You, yeah. Um. And then so we had a tragedy happen in the family. Mm. Um. Um. You know, we Chicago, mm. and shit happens in Chicago, and you know sometimes you're a victim of it. So, you know, my mom's brother was killed. Um, in a home invasion, wow. and you know he was a he was such a great person. You know it really sucks when you know they not even about no type of life. You know what I'm saying? Like this man go to church three or four times a week. You know didn't drink, didn't curse, didn't smoke, never raised his voice in anger. He was just a great person, a great man. You know like coached a church basketball team. Mm-hmm. Like, got hoodlums to join the church basketball team. He was that good, you know, just a great person. So it was really, you know, painful. It was hurting, you know, like, for, for my family to lose, like, such a great, you know, person. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was like, you know what, Mimi, when I'm I'm sad and I'm fucked up and I don't want to get out the bed. She didn't say fucked up because my mom's a Christian. That's my language. <laughs> she, but she was like, when I'm sad and I'm, you know, I don't want to get out the bed. I ain't brushed my teeth in two days. She was like, you know what I do to get out of bed? She was like, I think about you. And she was like, and I could be in the middle of crying and I would just bust out laughing. <laughs> Mm, that's, that's beautiful. beautiful. It is. That's beautiful. And yeah. she was like, and she was like, and I don't want you to ever um, take for granted the ability to make somebody smile because it's a gift, mm-hmm. you know. And she was like, and you know, she was like, God blesses you to bless others. So, mm. you know, like living your purpose. Like I want you to just try it. You know, just try stand up. And I was like, all right, Ma, I got you. Like, now I can't tell her no, because yeah. you done, you know, you done 
put the sad story on me. Mm. Um, so I did it. I went, I took a comedy course um, at a comedy club here in New York, the, com- the comic strip live. Right. I took I took an eight week course there and um Who's I, one of your biggest uh comedic influences? Um I love Martin. Mm. I love um Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. um, Ellen DeGeneres, mm-hmm. um, Wanda Sykes. Mm-hmm. Um I love Monique as a person. I had that question about that for later too. We'll <laughs> yeah, I was gonna bring up the Monique question later. Yeah, I, I, I like Monique. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I love us. So yes. in no in no shape, form, or fashion could I ever down talk my black sister that's paved the way, you know, mm-hmm. in a career field that I want to be in. Sure. I ain't gonna never say nothing bad about sis. So you know, I want her to be great. I want her to get all the coins she's supposed to motherfucking get. How dare you right. pay um, somebody with an eighth of her talent like ten times the amount of money. Nah, I, I ride with, with Mo all the way. I, you should be about your money, right. you know? I have an opinion on that, but I just I agree with that. I just feel like everyone shouldn't do something for with a certain amount of money attached to it, right? Experience is more valuable than money. So she could have gotten that, paid that, whatever amount she was first offered, gotten that experience, built a relationship with Netflix, and then possibly for the next thing, if it did well, could have gotten something even bigger. No. A bigger check, I feel. Mm-mm. It was one of those things I actually agree with Jess, Jeff. I don't want to say like she should have. Um, I felt like because of her resume wasn't that extensive and that long, her she, resume is long though. She been doing stand up around well, the country. Stand-up, okay, I, okay, stand up. But when it comes to when it came to the Netflix series that she wanted, she had a, ever since I think it was the movie Precious and the whole Grammy thing. She had she was gone. She yeah. didn't do anything. My personal opinion was that I would have liked for Monique to have done the Netflix special to put herself back out there because it was a lot of people who no longer knew. It was a whole generation who did not know who Monique was. Yeah. Mm. Nah, she was in a couple movies. She was in that movie with DC Young Fly. But those she... are movies, can I say something? Those are movies that are only like really open to the urban. Okay, to, to so. Ur- so my thing with that was it was just like, you're, when I say her resume wasn't that extensive, she didn't cross over. Um, I disagree. Um, and then on top of that, like financially, it, do- it doesn't make sense for a stand up comedian of her stature to do a special for that little amount of money because, like, once you put that material out, um, you can't do that material on the road Mm -hmm. because people saw it in your special. You got to do a whole new hour. And if I'm making $50,000 a weekend, you know, on with this hour, why would I give it to you? You know what I'm saying? I'm making between fifty and a hundred. It just depends on what city you in, what comedy club. If I'm making fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, and then sometimes I could do one show and make twenty thousand, like on a Tuesday. Like you know what I'm saying? Comedians when they move, they move. Right. Um. So so financially, like yeah, it it just it doesn't make sense for her to give that up for such a small amount of money. She could take that same hour and tour with it and make. And make more money. And then that's not even including merch. So why didn't she do that? Like, why is she still doing this press run, like, complaining about it? Well, she's she's touring. 
She well, it, she's still touring and she she's doing what she's supposed to do until they come back with a better offer. Yeah, she's she's supposed to still tour and sell out and then and that's going to increase her uh, her ability to to bargain for more money. Honestly, what she should do is she should shoot her own special yeah. and then and then give it to them and then shop it to them. Like mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle did. Them. If you was just that unhappy about what Netflix offered you, just shoot your own special and put it out there. Just to prove to the people, like, I still have it. I'm Monique. Like, people are always going to flock to me. And I think that's why Netflix was hesitant to even give her that money because it's like a... Um, it's a it's Man, a, but it's that, that that was dis... Nah, it ain't, it ain't... That was disrespectful. The amount they offered is disrespectful considering they gave Amy Schumer $11 million. But can I say something about Amy Schumer? She was, she was, in that moment, she was the it girl. She was the... White people's comedian, it girl. So they was gonna give her that money because they knew they was gonna see it back. The, the streaming was gonna happen. Monique, that was a eh. It was a eh. Because at the end of the day, like I, I, I feel both sides because I know on the business aspect they're looking at it as an investment, like. They're looking at, okay, I could pay you this, what you want, but are you going to make it back? Right. And that's what they were afraid of. Not this, you know what I'm saying? I'm just playing devil's advocate because that's what Netflix was thinking. Yeah. Was it worth the money? Still out here, man. Y'all, y'all no, just expect different, different, different generation. It doesn't matter what the, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the, it, to, it doesn't matter earth. what the generation is. And urban, the urban dollar matters. We matter. No, the urban, I'm not going to say the urban dollar does matter. But in this instance, when it comes to stuff like this, it's the urban dollar, and then it's still white America's dollar. We're still right here when it comes to our people, when it comes to the, the our comedians. They don't really make it, and I feel like other comedians proved us to us, like, um, what's his name? He likes the trans, you know? Party all the time. Eddie Murphy? Thank you, yeah. Oh. Eddie Murphy, him. It wasn't until he crossed over where he was able to see that success. I'm sure if he comes to Netflix right now and haven't done anything, they're going to offer him top dollar because he's that well-known. Monique just wasn't a house, oh, what's that? A household, a household name. A household name, yeah. And I feel like that's why she got the short end of the stick. She was really a queen did. of comedy. She for she us. she won an Oscar. She won a fucking for Oscar. She won it an do- Oscar for but being it an abusive doesn't... mother where white people saw her in a negative light. And it's just like we gotta be very clear about these Oscars here. When we win Oscars mm-hmm. because we playing the most bullshitest, fucked up character known to man that always makes us look crazy. Mm-hmm. And in her character, she was an abusive mother who was sexing her own child and letting her child get raped by her her, her, her husband. It doesn't matter what the role was or why we won it or whatever theological, you know, reason you have behind. But she didn't win for comedy. But she didn't win for comedy. But it it doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter. She it's it's just about the the popularity, the people that watch the Oscars that know who she is now. Like, that's what. So. So. So it's like, oh, what else you got? That's what I'm trying to say. She did that. The Oscars the one year. And then she went. She, she was blackballed after that. She was that. blackballed after that because she won. She felt because she won the Oscar, she was supposed she to was, get. She was still touring on the road, getting money. This generation comedy. is like, about... like people. People think, yeah, comedy, but that's what we talking about. We talking no, about comedy. But, uh, people think that when a comedian disappear, like our money is on the, the road. road. Yeah. Is period like like all these Instagram you know people that do stuff funny in the camera they all try to turn into comedians why because that is where the bread is Monique did not disappear she was on the road getting working. money she was working no yeah the whole okay time. she didn't disappear she was on the road getting money so if you are a real fan of comedy you were seeing her for all the people at home who was just waiting for the movies that's what I'm talking about that's why I mean she wasn't a household name. 
And I think the thing is that we're we're looking at it where Netflix was trying to pay for reputation than talent. Because if they were paying for talent, then yeah, without a doubt, she would have got that bread. But if you're going off of what their audience is, which is mainstream America, white America, they're they're making that comparison. They, they still could have offered more money. Of a, I, I agree. How much they reputation did Amy Schumer have at that time, though? At that time, because like of all the films, much, all the films, but all the films she was doing in that moment. She had a lot of stuff going on, but I'm talking about her, like. But she was selling the out arenas. Time, she was hot at the yeah, moment, I agree, moment. but she didn't have to. But that's much all business it, is right? about for them. It's like, okay, you're yeah, hot in this moment. This right? is yeah, a quick flip. We, we, we are in like a very microwavable era where like so things are just coming very constantly, right? So like yeah. it's not about what Monique has done, it's about what you're doing right now. Like to the face of like the, these execs. It's like there's so much opportunity, so many ways to make content nowadays. If she's not doing it consistently now, Compared to what she's done, it doesn't matter. And so. for the record, I do think it is unfair that it is that way because I love Monique. I grew up yeah. watching the Parkers. Facts. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like I, she's I funny. Love Monique. I'm just saying, yeah. like you know, from the other point of things, I can kind of see why Netflix lowballed the price. Was it right? No, no but I kind of see yeah. it from it that was point. Way of too low. Way you know too low. Okay, how much I'm not, offer I'm not, I'm not, like, It was like a hundred thousand or something. It was like fifty. It was low, bro. It was low. But you know how many comedians would kill jump at that chance? It was like. It was like five hundred thousand, okay. something like that. Okay. See, I didn't know once you do a special, you can take that material on the road. Yeah, no, because people because they own it then, right? Well, because people not gonna want to hear the same jokes again. Don't want to hear the same so why jokes. Why Kevin Hart still do it? Um, he he changes his he changes parts of it. I believe right? he changes his material up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he changed it up. Mm-hmm. Kevin's not even funny, by the way, but and that's why that's why Kevin doesn't allow you to tape at his oh, shows. That's why oh, that's strict why he locks your strict. phones up. Like him, Dave Chappelle Dave does it now too. Yeah, yeah e- everybody is gonna be doing it. Tiffany Haddish should have did it. <laughs> have you seen her um her stand up? No. Oh. Are you, Are you a fan? fan? Jinx. Never she's okay, she's up I am I'm, I'm here for you, girl. Uplift the black woman, girl. That's it. Just uh, Power to my sisters. That's right. I want. Okay, that's I, cool and all, but just be honest though. Like power to her sisters. And power to my sisters. No, but if you don't like it, why can't you say it? Like no, you can she, still she, be a supportive can, of a black woman, okay, but you don't so, like it. So here, comedy is subjective. Mm. Um. So just because it may not be my flavor, um, doesn't mean I don't think she can be a successful comedian. Yeah. Um. You know she and. She working right now. Like, she doing a bunch of movies and, you know, so I understand how something like that, you know, the little bombing situation, I understand how that could happen. I it, think the movie should be her lane strictly. Like, I think that's, like, she should have transcended to this level and stay there. But, mm. like, but comedy, stand-up comedy, it is addictive. It's mm. it's a... It's a rush. Yeah, oh, my God. I know. It's, it's like drugs. Did you feel that rush after your first show? Yep. <laughs> like, you, you didn't bomb, you killed it? Yeah. Have you ever bombed? I, I was about to ask, yeah, have you ever bombed? Mm-hmm. And what was that like? Because every great comedian bounces Bobby, back from yeah. that, and you obviously did not quit. It was painful. Mm. I cussed everybody out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was it the jokes? Was it the crowd? The crowd was just boring that night? Um, No. I, I don't know what it was. Like, you got to you gotta grab them when you first when you first get on stage like you mm-hmm. it's like a window yeah your opener is important right yeah it's yeah. like a first impression yeah so i i didn't i didn't read the crowd right 
Um, and something, some another comedian that went on before me was like really. He was Caribbean. First of all, it was a Caribbean crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Haitian, so I, I already like, know it's a tough room, bro. I, I, I tour with Major Hype sometimes, so like I've done a lot of shows with him um, in other countries, and um, and I did his like little birthday tour. So we did a show together in the Bahamas, destroyed like. It was amazing. But you cannot take these Caribbean crowds lightly. You got to watch the show and you got to come in right and you got to say the right or they will eat your head off. Mm-hmm. And they, they ate my head off that day and I never <laughs> I never played them with them again. <laughs> so You never going back? Where are you going back? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done plenty of shows with him. Uh, I've done, I did, we did King's Theater. That was a 3,300-seater you know, I got a standing ovation. I was that's the first comedian. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, was, oh, I put a heat. I put that heat on their ass. Yeah. So yeah. Um, How would you describe your style of comedy if you could? Like, um, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little dark at times. I like dark comedy. Yeah. Um, I like the personal shit too, though. Clever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm clever. I'm witty. Like most Chicago comedians, we're storytellers. Mm. Um. So yeah, I talk about my family a lot. Um, mm. relationships, politics, you know, I have unlimited, like, material. <laughs> when the show went bad, like, were there any hecklers, like, people literally interrupting you or throwing shit at you? Or... Uh, yeah, it was a boo came from somewhere. I was, I was looking for them, too. Like, <laughs> I saw a clip, one of your clips on YouTube, there was, like, the drunk couple talking, and you were actually started getting on them, like, you, you kind of brought them into your bit. And I oh. thought that was dope. Oh, yeah, you got to learn how to do that or like they can really ruin your your set because sometimes people are drunk. Some people don't really understand like that a comedy show is not interactive. Some people really think (laughs) that you want to talk back to me. Like I'm guilty of that. I've done that before. Yeah, this isn't a conversation. You came to hear me talk. Shut your ass up. Laugh and that's it. Yeah. Hey, yo. So, What's the dude from High 97 that does comedy now? Um, Cypher Sounds? Oh, yeah. He I does ent- comedy now? Yeah, I interrupted been... one of his sets. I said something, man. He killed my shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I took that, though. I took that L, though. That's I deserve crazy. that. But... Yeah, Cypher, that's my dude. Yeah, he's dope. He's funny. Yo, so do <laughs> you, you better have... say he's funny. Is there such thing... <laughs> Shout out Cypher right? Sounds. Yeah. Is, is there Fuck such thing up. as going too far, or is it a free fall when it comes to comedy? That was my next question, because of all the heat that com- comedians take mm. for the things that y'all say sometimes. Isn't comedy supposed to be a free fall for everything? Yes, it is. And the day it's not is the day I want to not do comedy no more. Mm. Like, we're supposed to be able to say everything, whatever we want to say, because that's what it is. It's comedy. It's it's exaggerated. It's, you know, it's it's not always truthful, you know, but it's supposed to, it's meant to be funny. As long as it's funny, it's okay. How do you feel about everybody's reaction to the SMD comments that Monique had about Lee Daniels, Oprah, and who else was it? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry I'm going to yeah. tell Lee Daniels that's my too. Oh, she told them to suck her dick? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that. Why do women say oh, suck wait, my dick if they don't have that. a dick? I always really want but, to but, but, but Technically, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news to kind of kill the vagina for y'all. But the little click sometimes, you know, it's, it's like a little penis. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah, but no. I've heard that before. Suck my dick. I, I guess, like, I don't know, like... <laughs> 
those three words are definitely getting gorgeous with blood as a penis yeah. does. Yes. Yeah, it's you know what we. I want to say eat my ass or something. I feel like that's more disrespectful. <laughs> oh, Lord. No, well, people don't like doing it. In this day and age, I don't know about that. Yeah, I was about to say, that's not <laughs> yeah, an insult true, for so yeah. many people. People bro. don't like it, shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, this okay. ass get eight. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sad, I'm definitely yeah. get tossed. I, I, I respect it. So you said you didn't hear about the backlash that she was getting for that? Um, um, well, you know, gay, gay people are... You know, you know how they are. They're very sensitive. You can't say nothing to them mm-hmm. without them trying to take your whole little life away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it was just it was just words. Like it's just some shit you say when you mad. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing that we should like that should ruin her career or like she a comedian mm-hmm. like the fuck and and I got a bad mouth sometimes I said suck my dick get over it Cardi mm-hmm. B says it all the time mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like the fuck so you feel like everybody else was kind of overreacting like Steve yes. Harvey and okay. he apologized like about Steve that shit Harvey, too but I feel like he only apologized because of the backlash he got mm-hmm. cause he over he, like I just feel like did you did anybody see the clip floating on Instagram where he admitted that he was gonna be a coon for the white man years ago mm-hmm. oh that part no I didn't see that it was part of his set yeah, yeah. it was part of his set Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just saying, well, at least he told us. <laughs> he told us. So it's just Yeah, like, you, you can tell a lot about a comedian from their, their, s- their stand-up. Uh, would you agree that there's, like, a certain stigma for comedians? Like, they're, like, they come off as, like, very happy people, but, like, they're trying to fill this void with, like, their, their comedy, like, in the, maybe in their life or just in general? Um, sure. That, <laughs> I, it's a... I think everybody goes through things in life and we just we have an outlet to um to express it and then we have a a way to kind of relieve ourselves of you know of feeling sad you know like it's our job to make people laugh every day like I'm around laughter all the time hmm. so so yeah it's for me it was definitely a way to you know, to offset sadness. Like, I told you, my, my mom was going through shit about my, my uncle um, passing away. Right. Was that therapeutic feeling, you know, um, reciprocated for you, too? So you make other people laugh and it makes you feel good? Yeah, definitely. I've, you know, um, black people don't go to therapy therapy anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't get help for the shit that we go through. We go to comedy shows. Mm. You know, like we just kind of deal with the the stressful shit that life gives us. When in reality, we should get help. Mm-hmm. Like that's why there's help out there. Yeah. And we literally go through like the most stressful, crazy things: divorces, deaths, you know, miscarriages, whatever. And we just think that um, that we uh, Iron Man, and, and it's not affecting us. When it probably is. Yeah. You know, you're probably not operating at a hundred percent. You know, and you might need to lay on somebody's couch and get that out of you and learn how to control your emotions and, and stuff like that. But we don't, we, we be going through shit and we're like, you know what, I need to laugh shit yeah. before I slap the shit out of somebody. <laughs> that, that's kind of what podcasts were for me. Like when I was going through my shit, I was also in therapy too, like the Talkspace app. Mm-hmm. And podcasts for me, like what I, the amount of information and laughs I could get were like that escape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree with that. Like, do you ever like go through moments of depression? Or even some anxiety or anything like that? Oh, sure, of course. Um, depression, I mean, because of deaths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, that's depressing as shit. But I, 
I feel blessed that I have a job like this to where, like, even... So I can't get lost in sadness when I'm always being happy or mm-hmm. or sharing happiness. You never, like, force it? Like, was like ever a night where you just have to, like, push mm, through it? True. Um. Well, yeah, yeah. I've, you know, I, I had to do a show, like, three days after my dad's funeral. Oh, wow. wow. So, oh my God, I and it was it was an important show, so I couldn't I couldn't not do it. You know, it was at a comedy club. So I and I had my little makeup artist there and she had to do my face so many times because I was crying. Mm, and so she hard, just though. and she just patting the tears dry <laughs> and that shit caking up on my face. I'm looking crazy <laughs> as hell. But I wound up having a great set though. Yeah. I I ripped. And then I bombed like two days later because I was crying again, mm. and, and I didn't pull pull through that time. I, I that was another bomb. Oh, it was bad. Oh. Oh, that's oh. really understandable, though. Yeah, for sure. It seems like being on stage is like constant therapy. Like you're venting. Like if you have any personal problems, you put into your bits or whatever. Like you can get that out on stage, and it'll affect people's consciousness. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know the audience members too. You know, it's people in the audience that's going through shit, and yeah. they tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, I lost my goddamn job, and mm-hmm. I was sad, and or I lost my dad, or I you or this happened, or whatever. Like people, were, I needed that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Like, damn. Like I. Me just making you laugh, you know, made your day better. Like, thank you. You know, like, dang, that made my day better. Right. That's what's up. Like, I've, it, it's been a lot of times where people come to a comedy show, like, after a funeral. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, still dressed in black. Like, why are y'all here? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. You need some type of light. How yeah. the fuck am I about to make y'all laugh though? Like y'all just That's came pressure. from. Yeah, they was, <laughs> yeah, that was it was insane pressure. Yeah. But I I was up for the task though. Cause I knew, you know, how important that was gonna be to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause they was all boohooing outside before the show. I'm like, this shit is about to be ugly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. Do you write down your jokes and then memorize them before them, or do you just Go off rip like. Um, I write them down. I write down jokes all the time. I write every day, all day. Who do you That's test your jokes on? Like before you use them for the stage, like do you have people you test your jokes on? If they laugh, it's like, oh, you just be ready to go. I I put them on stage immediately. Oh mm. okay. So um, I mean, I host my own show. I host a show in Brooklyn every Wednesday. You guys make sure you come. Come oh, to that. Right. Sure. It's, at, it's at Essence Lounge. Um, 1662 Atlantic Avenue. It's off like Atlantic and Troy. Every Wednesday, Women Crush Wednesday, hosted by me and Kelly. Um, yeah. Kelly Kells. It's a free show and it's dope. Um, I have like comedians from all over the the world. Like they come out. Like when people when comedians come into like New York and they're mm. looking for spots to go to, like they know the essence is gonna be lit. Mm. It's gonna oh. be a dope crowd and they come through. Like I had two comedians from Oakland last week. Um, I've had comedians from Hawaii, like, you know, it'd be, it be dope. So I, I don't, so I have to talk about something new every week. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, you a know? Great, that's a great way to stay sharp. Yeah. Because, practice, yeah. yeah, the, I get the same, you know, people that come out to the show every week. I so got, you, you know, have to, yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm talking about current events, you know, I'm talking about, you know, shit that happened in the family. Hmm. 
or you know or whatever or was whatever's going on in my relationship they know all my business <laughs> <laughs> they do because i you know i just be, i just talk about it fuck it like yeah. you know it's it's me it's what's going on this nigga ain't come home last night bitch. <laughs> <laughs> y'all so if i ain't here next week i don't stab this nigga <laughs> uh, uh please put some on the bitch books <laughs> when you when you put content out there like do you are you receptive to like negative criticism like how do you take that when you get that i don't usually get it because mm. she funny damn it didn't she tell you there are some trolls out there who's like oh your shit suck i mean if they don't give you a reason why it's not valid but i'm just saying like she says uh, smd uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I i don't say that That's, i don't have a dick so mm. i don't tell guys to suck my dick up That's it's so disrespectful um you know what? I don't get a lot of negative feedback on comedy. I'm I'm pretty lit. Or maybe just any criticism. Has there anyone come up to you and be like, maybe you should adjust the delivery of this joke a certain way, or maybe how, how you fr- none of that. Um, I mean, other comedians like comedians we work together. You know, so I've had you know um, comedians that I work with um, that like. You know, some people who have mentored me, like, hey, you should do this, or, you know, to definitely help me in along my career. Um, I toured with Michael Blackson for a while. Oh, dope. Mm. He's funny as hell. Yeah, yeah, that's my dude. I toured with him on and off for, like, three or four years. Um, Yo, are you, are you rich? No. <laughs> Why you ask that? No, because she's talking about, she said, mentioned, like, three different tours that she's done over her, her lifetime, and that's a, I feel that's a lot of money. Like, I'm not mm. trying to count your pockets, but... It's a lot of money for the headliners. It is not a lot of money for the openers. Why is that? Because uh, they're the draw. Because mm-hmm. mm. they're the draw. The people are there to see them. The people don't even know I'm going to be there. I feel like the sometimes. openers are kind of more important or just as important as the headliner because they're softening the blow, I guess. Like getting the crowd ready, getting the crowd amped up for the main nah. person. Nah. I mean, the way the way the comedy world works, I mean, they, they pay us, you know, a standard fee. It don't matter. Like, if you get a dope headliner, they will throw you some extra money, and then that's cool. Um, but if not, it ain't it ain't terrible. Like, you know, a weekend, maybe like $1,000. Mm-hmm. But if you sell merch, you know, you can make another $2,000. Yeah. You know, like, merch is, merch is what helps us, you know, um, to make it worth it. Cause other than that, it ain't like it ain't like great, great. But it's you know it's cool. Like I love the experience. I sell shit. People like to buy your shit. I got a bunch of t-shirts out there. Have you gotten a lot of support from your family through this whole process? Like, do they come to your shows? Oh yeah, yeah. My family comes out. Hmm. That's and I got. I, I think a, that's so important. And I got a big family. Yeah, my um. When I'm when I do go home to Chicago, you know, like I can sell out. Like yeah, my that's, that's how it should be. Yeah, like my mom's side, my dad's side, my dad passed away. Um, it's been two years. But he his side like used to come out, you know. So yeah, but they still do even when my dad's not there. That's crazy. They, if you can't go back in your own city and sell out, there's definitely a disconnect mm-hmm. between you and your content and your people. Man, it it's uh, I haven't lived in Chicago in so long too. Mm. So I really, it really took a, a a lot of effort for me to build my fan base there because I didn't start comedy in Chicago. I started comedy here. Mm. Mm. So I'm technically a 
you know, a New York, a New York comedian. Yeah. It was after like that eight week program that you did your first like New York show. Yeah. Okay. I did my first show in New York, and then I worked with Capone. I yeah, worked, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I worked under Capone for like a couple months, but he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Has it ever been kind of like a crabs in a barrel feeling when he came to this journey? You know what I'm saying? Because like it's definitely like that when it comes to music. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever felt like certain people were trying to keep you from opportunities, or have you faced a lot of challenges being a female comedian? Um, of course, of course, there are challenges being attractive. Uh-huh. Um, go ahead, sis. <laughs> I mean, I'm cute. <laughs> Don't you? You cute. You cute. Um. So yeah, there's there's challenges, but it's like to me, it was like in any other realm of business that I worked in. You know what I'm saying? Like comedy ain't no different than sales. Than the military, niggas won't pussy. <laughs> okay. So I, you know, um, I've learned how to curve niggas from uh, a child. So mm-hmm. my curveball game is it's amazing. It's crazy. What's like their game? My like friend you wanna, zone. Yeah, what's the craziest approach somebody's like, ever had? Like you want to come on this tour with me and then they try to like finesse and try to get some pussy? Like, yep. Just like that. I know I read just Tiffany's like book. In Tiffany's book, she said it was like that for her. Yeah, it was just like that. That's trash. Yeah. Like, and then like, you know, sometimes they'll let you do a couple shows. And, and then, then mm. and then after you don't give up, give up no, off the tour. no cat, you gone. That's crazy. That's trash. They try to make you feel like you owe them, and then they, then that's they. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's, and it's like, nah, I can't do that. I can't, I can't be out here raking up bodies in the in the comedy world. Right. <laughs> like, and you lame. You don't even know how to get it. Like, there's a way to get this there's pussy up out of me. Like, mm-hmm. but that ain't it. Mm-mm. Do they have extortion? Do they have? Yeah, you're not about to extort my extort this pussy up out of me. You can get it. It's possible, but you know, finesse it. Learn, get your finesse game up here. Finesse, don't extort. Uh, (laughs) Is being funny like a prerequisite to get the pussy? Do they have to be as funny as you, or, or maybe? Where just do you as like funny? more serious For real, guys? You're already a comedian, That's so a before, yeah, yeah. Like... I don't, I don't even like funny guys. <laughs> that, would, that would make sense. So, you want to be with somebody yeah. the opposite That's of you? Pressure too. Yeah, you don't gotta be funny. Because you guys end up competing if y'all was both. I, yeah, yeah, I never, I never dated or or needed that that in a personality trait for a dude. Like my dudes are usually very mild mannered, you know. <laughs> um they're My you know yeah, they like you know like they're silent but deadly silent but firm. You know, like they they mainly men but they they be in the background just like real low key, you know, cuz I'm aggressive. Mm. So, and I got a I got a mouth on me. So, <laughs> I don't need nobody else with mouth too. Like two mouths don't go together. Like let me have a mouth. <laughs> so you just went, okay. <laughs> you want a punching bag, basically. No, you know what? Like my my the one that got away, uh, I fucked up. <laughs> oh. I did. I did. No. He was he was perfect. Oh. And I, I thought all niggas would get me like him and they can't. I haven't met another one since my one that got away. What happened? Um I'm I moved. He was in <laughs> He was in Atlanta, and I moved here to New York, and the long distance didn't work. Aww. 
a long. You still day. in contact with him? Like when you go down there? No, he's married. Damn, a bitch oh. scooped his ass already. Mm. Oh, that bitch <laughs> took my nigga. <laughs> she took him. Oh, oh I was shit. thinking I'ma save up and buy him back. <laughs> 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 no, for real, I was gonna make this bitch an offer. Like, listen, <laughs> like I have fucked up and let you scoop my little nigga. Up. Uh, I'ma need to get that back about oh, you. Oh man, what's like your relationship life now, like? Since you're touring and stuff, you're doing all this comedy and stuff. Like, do you have time to relate? Have a relationship? Um, I have time. Do I have one? Um, no. Yeah, think about that. Does he know that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, I have a, I'm, I have, I have a situation ship. Okay. okay. But we not. Are we together? Are we a couple? No. Okay. And yeah, he know that. That's understandable. <laughs> Does he know or do you Yeah, he okay. know. He's aware. He don't, yeah. We, Shout out to him. Yeah, that's just, that's. Uh, we're more like friends with benefits than anything. The best. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, but but that's like my, my <laughs> Laney's face what? was it's hilarious. Healthy. The way you said it, the best. Because <laughs> it's mad healthy. Like, you don't know, like. Whole relationship like, Yo. No, but I'm, like, he can I really. do. <laughs> From past experience, friends with benefits is very healthy. <gasps> Anyways, goddamn. So, how did your transition into getting on like the the Maja hype show, and how did that start? Like, um, I got booked on a show with Major um, from Michael Blackson. Um, Michael Blackson had hooked me up with a promoter that was doing a show. He needed a feature in the Bahamas. Um, so he gave him my, you know, my link and stuff, and I wound up getting on the show in the Bahamas. We had a dope show. He's, like, such a celebrity in, like, the Caribbean islands. Like, we were, like, total celebrities. Like, I, when I got off the plane, you know, like, it was billboards and shit of me up uh, so cool, of the flyer dope. from the show like it was for major but I was on that bitch god damn it <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did the, we did the news we did radio so I was on the news in the um, in the Bahamas and the radio and it was just it was dope um, Tommy from Martin was there mm. Mm. rest uh, in peace yeah rest in peace it was so crazy because um, during my set I could hear him laughing, like, and 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 I was and the 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 crowd wasn't close to the stage, right. so the stage was kind of far away from. So I could hear that laugh. He actually laughs like that. That ha 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 ha, and I'm like, that sounds like Tommy. <laughs> And then I met him after the show, and he was just like, "You was so great." And he was like, "You were." He was like, "You are gonna be great," and blah blah blah. And he was giving me so many compliments, but I was so drunk. (laughs) 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 Like, like I would have, I would have took his number or you know, like tried to to work with him or something. But I was, you know, I I think I drank a half a bottle of Hennessy or some shit. I was. I was done. I was so nervous. Like, when I get nerve, like, I, doing stand-up is nerve-wracking, mm-hmm. especially a crowd in the in the Caribbean yeah. islands. And it was a big crowd, too. I mean, it was probably like six or 700 people. Hey, so you don't really do anything sober? Or do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> the way she said it, though. 
No. I respect it. No. I respect it. Some people create need to create sober community create. I have I have done sober shows and I was really proud of myself. I didn't think I could do a good show sober because I'm so much funnier drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I just am. I'm more relaxed, you know, the and I, I give less of a fuck. So like, you know. Um but yeah, I was I was so mad that I was so drunk. I was like, shit. I would have. I, I didn't get no picture with him or nothing. Yeah, no selfie. No, you had the memory though. You had the story, which is even true. better. True, yeah, memory. True. That's what the Hennessy does to you. You just don't do the shit you want to do. You just do. You let it control you. Yeah, and it. This is another story, but the host of that show too. He had never done stand up before. Ever. That was his first show. I'm like, why would y'all put him on this big ass stage for his, for his first, first show? fucking show? Like that doesn't set me up good. Mm-hmm. But he actually did a good job. I was about I, to say. He did good he did good. I coached him on, on okay. how to bring me up, on what to say. He was so nervous. He was drunk too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all two drunk people oh helping each God. other. Uh, oh, the major yeah. was drunk. We was all drunk. These yeah. guys showed up. They Shit. had a show right. in the right place yeah. by yeah. Hennessy. Make that, it happen. Hennessy yeah. did that show for y'all. Wait, hold up. So, like, whoever goes That's before right. you sets up how you're, like, how the pace for how you're going to perform? Sure. It matters? Yeah. But even if you're good enough to control the crowd, it doesn't matter regardless how. Yeah, if you're good enough, you can overcome it, but it doesn't help. Mm. If you gotta fight some shit, you know, cause this nigga done bombed. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I wanna, I wanna get on on stage and catch the wave. Mm-hmm. They already smiling. Yeah, laughing, yeah. They already giggling. Yeah, yeah. I, that that's what I want. I'm not. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, I that makes sense though, cause you don't want to step on a stage to a crowd that's mad. Yeah. They just pissed off. They ain't, you know, they ain't laugh. Yeah, no, you yeah, wanna you wanna catch the wave. That's why mm-hmm. like a good host is important. That's why my show in, in Brooklyn is so Wednesdays. Dope. Wednesdays. I'm definitely trying to see what's I'm gonna go, free? yeah. Free free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. What? Sixteen sixty two Atlantic Avenue. Um yeah. It's a, it's a, it's every Wednesday, y'all. Every Wednesday. Women Crush Wednesday starts eight. That is sharp. White people time. Also, yeah. So just the touring and stuff like that builds up, like, I guess, your resume, and that's how you get into the acting? Um. Yeah, yeah. So Major, how I got on his show, I mean, I've just done a bunch of shows with him. I've done a lot of theater shows with him. Um, Makes sense to add you to the fold. And so, yeah, so when he, when he got the deal for BET, I was... I was one of the first people that, you know, he called. That's dope. The what power of networking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeping your connections. Have yep. you, did you do, like, any acting like that before? Or any type of show like that? No. Um, I've I've done, like, Instagram stuff. Oh, like I've, skits and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I've done, like, Instagram skits. But, nope, I didn't any acting before. I took a few acting classes. I'm... I'm starting to do more now because I have to. My manager is forcing this on me. <laughs> what do you? Oh, my bad. What do you? Were you about to say something? Okay, go ahead. What do you feel is like your biggest success so far in your journey in comedy? Like, what's a milestone you can look back and be like, "Damn, yeah, I did that shit." <laughs> um. Good job, Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a show. Well, um, I don't know. I've worked with some people who I've like been like fans of, 
you know, in comedy, and and they in turn became fans of mine, and mm. that was that was like monumental to me. Um, like so, something like small. But that does I can understand how that means a lot. So, um, I got to work with DL Hughley. Oh, that's so that's one of my lit. favorites. He's very underrated in my opinion. Yeah, that's so lit. Yeah, so um, I met him in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing a show at the Improv, and I was doing a show at the Laugh Factory, which was sold out by the way, because hey. he was in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what, that's of what the, the Red Assassin does. Hometown <laughs> hero. Hometown <laughs> hero. Um, and uh, he was, and I went to see him at the Improv, and he was like, "Hey, I just I saw you on a flyer um, out here." He was like, "You with Smokey at the Improv?" I, was, I mean, at the Laugh Factory. I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "You know what?" He was like, "I heard you were really funny." He was like, "Um." I was like, well, thank you. I'm so honored, you know. Um, and he was like, um, you live in New York. I was like, yeah. He was like, I'm going to be in New York, like, next week. He was like, are you busy next weekend? I'm like, nigga, if I was, I'm not no more. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, I'm, yeah, can- I'm canceling oh, yeah. whatever the fuck I was doing. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, I'm free. I wasn't, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so yeah, I got to I got to rock out with him here um, in New York at Levity Live, um, so that was really dope. And then um, we also did a show at Salsa Con Fuego in the Bronx. Mm. That okay. was okay. Mm. So Rob Stapleton, do y'all know who Rob Stapleton is? The name sounds very yeah. familiar. Sounds Director, right? Um, no, or no, no. Rob Stapleton is a comedian. Comedian, gotcha. He's one of the New York kings of comedy. Like they have a a group, the New York Kings of Comedy, mm-hmm. which is um it's talent. Um, okay, not yeah. Rob Stapleton, um Capone, yeah. um Mark Vieira, and it was Drew Frazier, but I don't think he's on that tour no more. But anyway, so but Rob Stapleton is a legend in New York. He's been doing comedy over twenty plus years. He did Def Jam, Comic View, um. Martin uh, Lawrence, First Amendment stand-up, Bill Bellamy. He's done everything in comedy. He a, a legend in his own right. Rob is... Um, he do not fuck with rookie comedians. Mm. No matter how funny you are, you got to put skin in the game in order to get on his stage. That is just how he rock. Mm. I've been funny the whole time I've been a comedian. I didn't, I didn't go through a real long struggle phase. I was funny off top. Mm-hmm. Just being honest, you know, mm-hmm. like some people like have years of struggle. I mean, I I read books on comedy. I learned how to structure my jokes. I was already, you know, I'm a I'm a a well traveled person. You know, I have I have life experiences, so I wasn't like a kid with no life experiences getting on stage trying to make you laugh at my butt jokes. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I actually had shit to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been funny this whole time. I've been getting booked and touring and shit. I started touring with blacks and early in my career. Mm, that's what's up, yo. Um, but Rob would not fuck with me. I stalked Rob Stapleton for four years. Almost four years. Like, yeah, yeah, about four years. I stalked him for four years trying to get on his show. And he just kind of sunned me because he don't rock with rookies. And I finally got to do his show. Mm. And I destroyed that hoe. Mm. 
And he was like, that's what I've been waiting Aww. on. Like, big, I could have did this four years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The fuck is you talking about? I didn't have to stalk you for four years to do that. I could have been dead. <laughs> but that was a that was a big milestone for me because of how long it took me to get on the stage. It, took it was four, worthwhile. Yeah, it took four, four years. years. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. persistence. Sure. Oh, yeah. Comedy is all about, like, patience. Like, mm-hmm. stuff does not... If you're, like, a regular stand-up comic and not a, a Instagram famous one, because mm-hmm. I'm not Instagram famous. I only got like 14,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Right. In in the comedy world, that's 10 followers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, real comedians don't look at these IG comedians as real talent, right? Mm, no. Okay. They're not real, real comedians. Like, mm. like the art of stand-up, that's a real art form. That's right. a real like... It's a and craft. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and there's no shortcut to learning stand-up. There's no way to get a good set but being out there doing it. Like, you got to do a joke for sometimes for months, for maybe even years before you get the get it right. Yeah. You know, like, if before you get it right within your set, before you get the right punchlines with it, like, it just, that's just what it is. There's a clear-cut difference between, like, comedian and just someone who's funny, which is what these IG people are. Can I, okay, because when you say IG yes. people, like, um, do you consider people like Jess Hilarious an IG funny person or a stand-up comedian? She is an IG, IG funny, funny person. person. Who just tries to transition to stand-up comedian, maybe? Or uh, it's just, or... Well, she's doing stand-up now. Yeah, but it's... I got it. I just wanted to be sure. She gets through a set. Mm-hmm. And she she gets... um, She has a, a nice fan base. Her Her people fuck with her. You know, they really they really rock with her. So she gets, you know, the celebrity laughs, but it's when you go through her set, do you get like the the structure of a comedy set that you would a veteran comedian? No. Are you getting like an authentic, you know, I authentic ideas and ideologies or is it thought provoking? Is it um it, do you get misdirection? Do you get like Hilarious, like bust out laugh. Probably, I don't, no. The difference is like they're doing it, they're <laughs> performing for a phone, right? Like an audience through the phone, but you're performing with people, real live people who can react instantaneously as opposed to waiting for a comment to come through. Right. So I guess that's the main, the main difference. And on the Instagram, you can do as many takes as you need to to make it funny. Yeah. You get one you take on stage, on stage. you know, it was a one hit or quitter. Yeah. It's interesting that you said thought-provoking because it wasn't until you said that just now. I'm, I just, like, replayed all the stand-up, like, you know, shows I used to watch. And I think it was maybe, I think it was the Chris Rock one. Till this day, I still think about, like, yeah, this man having me think, like, divorce is trash. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, so that's pretty okay. I like that point because I didn't realize that stand-up comedian is thought-provoking because there's a lot of stand-up comedians that have watched it. I, the stuff that they say, I still think about it to this day. Do you mem- are you memorable? Like, do you like that's what Cat Williams was saying about mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish? Yeah. Is what's your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Like, so still say if you don't, banging, if you banging. don't have, if you don't have a bit where. Um, people are people remember and are reciting it when you get off stage. Mm-hmm. You didn't do your job. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love when I when I get off stage and people be like, "Oh my God, girl, I can't believe you said 
I'm right. glad you remembered because mm-hmm. I probably went first in the show. So you remember my joke after hearing Everybody four or five other comedians mm-hmm. that right. that means something. That means I said something that stuck. And that's the that's how you become great. When you can say something that people relate to so much that they, oh my God, when you said, you know, you gotta get those type of jokes. You mentioned earlier that you you don't like fame, like you don't want it, right? Uh but, like, you're doing something that your career is just naturally going to increase where you're going to get it. So, like... I know. What do you... <laughs> what happens? It's so excited. funny. So, it's just like, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's inevitable. She's just like, well, I'm going to be cool about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, you know, there there are people who, can, who do their job and then can still separate from, like, the rest of the world. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they still have a private life. And and I want to watch, you know, I I watch how they, you know, maneuver to make sure that they keep their sanity, you know? Like, that, like, I don't... Like just being in contact with so many different spirits and forces, like I don't, I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like I got my closed little circle, and you know I'm cool with that. Like all these extra, you know, um, I just don't, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't have time for it. So you, you seem to be prepared for when the fame will hit, and you also seem to give off an energy that I'm gonna be good. I'm still going to, like, just like you said, you have that little section. You seem to be intent on keeping that section for yourself, not letting anybody in. So you know when that hits, that's where you'll be when it hits. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I work off vibes, you know. Um, and I just, you know, like, I just, I, I don't need, uh, I don't need my my water polluted, you know. I just <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just want to do me and, you know, like, focus on, like, getting me right and my family right and, and together. And you seem like you have a consistent personality. Like, I feel like you'll still be the same person yeah. no matter how much money you make later on. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know you like that, but that's the vibe the that I get. Yeah, it's like, like she's going to keep it real, yeah. y'all. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely that's not, me. But never going to change. I feel like it's hard to maintain your integrity when you get certain dollars and certain amounts of commas in your check. Mm. You know what I mean? That depends so, on the level of your integrity, no? Yeah. I preach. Do. That's, that's preach, very true. Coco. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm like changing. The, so. Yeah, like the... <laughs> oh, so, let us know now. Jeff right? Changing, okay? Yo, he gonna be on some Kanye West shit, I yeah. swear, yo. Right. Y'all ain't start with me. <laughs> yo. You come with me shooting in the gym. Now, I was about to say. Everyone who didn't believe, I'm coming for you. Yeah. That ass. But I, I I agree with them what you said. I feel like you will just maintain the same personality, the same aura. As yeah, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna just have a bunch, still have, one crush <laughs> have a bunch of guns. Have a bunch of guns. Yeah, I'm gonna just you know what I'm saying. Be chilling, doing stand up, doing what I love. I love doing stand up like that. That's my shit. Do you want to mo- graduate to like movies next? Like after like question. this? Yeah. This I, um. I um. I, I got a little role and um. I got the hookup part two. What? My. Yeah. My my cousin directed that movie actually. Shout out to Corey Grant. Hey. Dope. Um, 
So so yeah, I got a I got a little a little a little scene in there. I was Silk the Shocker's girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. is it still about the phones again, or what are we doing now? Beepers? What's what's going on? Um. Yeah. You gotta you gotta check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it come out in May. I was just May. watching that like two weeks ago. I got the hookup because that is like low key one of my favorite movies. Especially when she shoots him in the ass after he. <laughs> 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 She's like, I'm gonna shoot you in your yeah. So um so yeah I'm um I, I'm definitely gonna get into into feature films and and even. Back on the the other side of the camera too. I definitely still want to create. Like um, I have some. I have like two feature films that I want to get made too. So because you have um, producer credits, writing credits. So the only like I feel like the next thing is for you to do everything all together. Like maybe have your own production company. I do have a production company, Red Assassin Productions. Hey, look mm. at this. Yeah, I I would pull out my credit card, but I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did that oh, get created? Do you just put your own money up and you just get workers or assistants or how does that work? Are you looking for writers? Yeah, yeah, I put I put my own money up. Um, you know, you got to believe in you first. Mm. Nobody wants to invest in something that isn't invested in already. Right. You know, so um so yeah, just the 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 shows that I produce, they they get produced under my production company like comedy shows and stuff. Um, I put shows everywhere, just wherever a bag is. Mm. I think that's so dope because, you know, um, for the past few years, a lot of black actors and actresses have been talking about how we don't have enough black-owned production companies. And for you to say you have a production company is kind of dope to me right now. I'm just like, okay, that's what's so what's up. Yeah, yeah. We got to do it ourselves, you yes. know. Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a creator, so if I have um, an idea for something, like a show or something, it's going to go under my production company, you know. Um, and then, like, whoever I add on to it, you know, they can be a co-producer or whatever. Um, but it's if it's my brainchild, it's... It's gonna go into my production company. I gotta own the rights to it. I, I know about business, because <laughs> that's where we be getting fucked up. Yeah. Like we'll yeah, yeah. we'll have an idea. Oh, you can produce it under your shit. No, it's gonna be under my umbrella, and I'll bring you under. You're but, so dope. It's not even yeah. funny right now. Oh, I love. I have you. a question. Being t- from, since you're from Chicago and everything that happened with Jesse, so what's his name? Jesse Smollett. 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 Your boy. Mess up the whole name. That's your boy. Whose boy? You. No, I said from jump he was lying. <laughs> yeah, she did. I was just saying that. So you being from Chicago, when you first heard that story, um, okay, so I'll I'll be honest with you, I didn't want to believe that he was lying yeah. because. Being from Chicago, I experienced a lot of racism. Hmm. Um, a lot. Like, everybody from Chicago is really from Mississippi. Mm. Um, like, so everybody from Chicago has, like, roots in Mississippi. And, you know, Mississippi was a slave state. So <clears throat> that same racism, you know, they used to hang niggas in Mississippi. Them same racist people live in Chicago now. See, I, you know, and like even like my grandparents, their roots come from Tennessee, Mississippi. Um, but like after the Civil War, all the jobs were all the jobs for like the railroads, um, Ford Motor Company and factories, they were all in Chicago. So people migrated from the south up there. So those same that same hatred type of that is in Chicago too. The clan is in Chicago. Mm. I was not aware of see I wouldn't have mm. thought that. Yeah, oh yeah, they're they're there. Um so and I experienced like I went to a, a high school, um I was the only black person in my graduating class. 
So I went to high school in this little town called Oak Forest. It was like a bubble. It's like Mulberry, Mayberry <laughs> or something. Like the people that live there, they they grow up there. They they go to high school and college there, probably a junior college. They get a job there. They die there. They don't, they don't leave this little Ugh. town, and it's all white, and they racist as shit. And they used to torture me. Like in high school, right on my locker, niggers. They used to call me niggers all the time. I would never know who it is because it's just a hallway full of white people. Yeah. Like it was, and that went on for two years. Like to the point where I don't, I'm not even like, like you guys are Facebook friends with people who you went to high school with, right? Mm-hmm. How many mm-hmm. people from high school do you have on your Facebook? A lot, right? A lot, yeah. I don't have one. Mm. Not one from that school. And I went there for two years and graduated from there. So that tells you I didn't get invited to our 10-year reunion. I'm not in the yearbook. Like, Damn, they don't fuck bad. with me at all. Damn. So, that is crazy. So, and that, that, but that's just a little small bubble, the, you know, where my mom moved. She had lost her fucking mind. She, <laughs> she did not do no research before she moved mm. us into this little town. It must have been very like inexpensive, like to live there. Like, um, the the school is nice. It's it was it's a nice neighborhood. What right. you would think, but just because it's white, don't make it don't make it nice. White people are fucked up too. So Chicago really Tell is like it. the tale of two cities. It's like a really divided place. It's like one side is just all urban, and the other side is just. I'm, 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 I'm trying to like paint a picture for me of there, Chicago. There are there are sections, you know, like there, like that that city uh, that I was talking about, Oak Forest and, yeah. and Oak Park, and mm-hmm. it's mostly it's white. It's it's mostly white people. The north side is all white people. Like Chicago, they tore down all the projects in the city, so that made like all the hood the gangs they flooded out to the suburbs so the suburbs are oh. are bad the city um like downtown is you know it's it's buildings it's expensive it's mm-hmm. like manhattan so you down there you got money but like it's the outskirts that are crazy that crazy mm-hmm. so it's like a baltimore yeah something like that mm-hmm. yeah so, based off your experiences, you walked into the Jesse Smollett situation a bit oh, hesitant? Oh, okay. Back to Jesse. I forgot about that now because you know, it took me this way. <laughs> Sorry. Right. So, I, I was like, you know what? These Them crackers is crazy in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, uh-uh, he lying. I'm like, listen, these crackers wrote nigger on my locker every day for like two years. The, right. the crackers in Chicago is crazy. Um, And so, I... I wanted to I wanted to believe him all the stuff coming out and you know supposedly he bought the noose that was tied yeah. tied around his neck. It was on his Apple Pay or some shit. He, yeah, and the two guys that they were extras on the set of Empire. One of them is his personal trainer. Yeah. Well, he did the interview with Robin. But I was just like uh... something about the interview. I noticed. Did you? Know, I was cringing because he didn't say specific words. Did you, did you cringe notice? when he said? But I punched him right back. Yeah, I did. I died. Um, he. I didn't see any there was, either, by the way. I I'm not in the man's brain, but there were certain words it seemed like he was attempting to avoid saying, mm-hmm. but at the same time still come across as this is what occurred. I don't know. Right. So I, I hate to say this, but 
him lying about it, I, now I think he was lying. <laughs> <laughs> now I think he was lying, and I think it's some typical gay people shit to do. Like, like that's typical homo shit. Like, <laughs> for, for them to lie? I mean, they they petty like that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, gay dudes, like, they be, like, they're, like, super exaggerated. Their relationships be, like, super violent. Like, niggas stab each other all the time in gay relationships. They be, you know, like, because they're emotional, you know? Um, So gay dudes be emotional. That was the lady in him that was like, you know what? The rumor was that he was about to get kicked off Empire, and that's why he he's trying to build some sort of hype to, I guess, be a cushion for him after he got fired. Yeah. So his music would be built up off this support train he would get from the situation, but it didn't work out, Jesse. Yeah, and, and they cut Empire. his screen time too on Empire. Yeah. On one of the new episodes, he's supposed to be in like nine different scenes. They cut it down to like three. Damn. So I yeah I think I think he fucked up. You lied about some something. I mean we people lie sometimes. You know what I'm saying. You got caught up in this lie. I hope he I hope he you know um, overcomes it and still is able to have a good career. Like I don't think. Oh no, he's gonna know, go. He could go to jail. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he can overcome it in jail. You know. <laughs> no, he might have the time of his life in there. Honestly. Don't say that. <laughs> he <laughs> might drop himself on purpose every time. Every I'm done. He Y'all might have the time of his life. remember you years ago when Kevin Spacey came running out of some. Uh, park in the UK, I think in London or something like that. He came out half naked and supposedly said that he got robbed in the park. Anybody remember that? No. So he'll be all right. Nobody remembers that. That was it, dead in the news, and it was a big thing. Damn. And nobody remembers it. No. Yeah. And we, and I feel like Kevin, if you came out the park naked, your booty call went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he he was robbed, and everybody's like, all right, you were robbed. But, but why did they take your clothes? <laughs> right. Right. Like why? And then the it park. came out later that you know he was. Oh, he was destined he was to be, get fucked up or get his career done. You got robbed by your John. Jesse will be all right. Je- yeah. I hope he, right. I actually hope he isn't because now he's playing with the emotions of like, and these are real situations that happen to that people. don't get hurt. Yeah. But I do so, think that people should start, you know, getting the wait for the facts before they just deem people. I've always said he was lying. <laughs> if he was telling the truth, I got to sit here and be like, well, you know, guys, yeah. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I should have, you know, Waited for the facts, but I do feel like in this instance, is when everybody was just like, "Oh, damn, these white people!" And then I think three days later they had a, a screenshot of two suspects, and I'm like, "They don't look white." That's to me. what I'm saying. That's, That's the biggest red flag. Okay, and they're and they're African. And you know, what I'm and saying? you know them, like, like come you on, follow them bro. on Instagram, my nigga. That's how they even come found them. Yeah, but the yeah, the whole. I, you know what? I'm mad at um, I'm mad at those guys for not telling Jesse that that was a bad idea. Right? They had like, bad judgment. Y'all, yeah, like y'all came in and really <laughs> thought like y'all was gonna get away with that. Like you were walking at 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago by yourself you're A-list celebrity instead of like Uber Eats like, going to fucking Subway who does oh, that Subway still open at 2 a.m. I who didn't does know that? Subway Subway be 24 be. hours mm-hmm. but in what Chicago Chicago <laughs> we are known for our food our late night food our you can throw a rock and find a mom and pop spot that is the shit and has the best food you ever had in your life mm-hmm. our food is amazing it's way better than New York I'm sorry you guys have I to believe eat this it. shit I here. believe it wait no but I no mean, Deep dish pizza is is trash. I'm sorry. 
You're not gonna do the piece, okay? I think it just depends on preference, actually. I think it depends on the person. But but I'm our, saying it's trash. It's not pizza. It's we had trash deep dish our, New York. I think. I think in general, our, it's just a trash pizza. choice. Our flat pizzas are good too. Don't don't. We went from don't, violence know, to pizza. I, know, right. I just want y'all to know. Right. We're trying to transition. <laughs> trying to transition out of the violence. The two very important topics are pizza. So, and so and yeah, violence. the the fact that you were in Chicago and looking for a subway is insane. No one believes yeah. that. And then he waited 45 minutes to even call the cops. Because oh he called Lee Daniels first. Man, Monique was right, man. I told y'all, you know, listen, Monique, you know what she talk about with what? Lee Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. You call Lee first. Jesse's canceled, man. So, Jesse, yeah, 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 yeah I don't know. After this. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I hope he, you know, canceled. like, people make canceled. mistakes. Yeah, he's I don't. not canceled. Yeah. Like, I'm not canceled. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. If I don't they know find him. out that it's all fabricated and it was 100% a lie. He's still not canceled. And she just said the Kevin thing. I forgot all about the Kevin thing. I still like Kevin Spacey. Touching yeah. 19-year-olds and all. Like, ooh. He doesn't look creepy to you He's now? He looks a little creepy now. He looks I mean, a little he creepier looks more gay than normal. Now. That's about it. And that's the thing. Like, before all of that, I honestly never knew like Kevin, Kevin Spacey was gay. Like, but that's the thing. I never so before Kevin came, like, I feel like, um, you know, Hollywood, they have all these little blindgossip.com guys. I keep telling y'all. Kevin Spacey was like one of those um, people who everybody in Hollywood knew he was gay because he was uh. never married. It was just like he always just stuck to himself. So everybody kind of knew what he was. I just don't think everybody knew he had, a, you know, a young man fetish. Mm. Y'all know too much about Kevin Spacey for me. I don't. I did not Black know any of this. Com. That's crazy. I feel like we could have looked at him and told, and been able to tell that he had a young man fetish if we really analyzed it. If we really, but it wasn't like it was that. it was it um no, like got time for that. fourteen was it R Kelly young or just a legal young eighteen you know that creepy white people they, young. I think what was they, it? They, they still like, it was they, like they eighteen, like 18 years, like eight, they 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 mm-hmm. like they, they prefer high school people still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was I like think 18? it was a couple little situations. One situation, I think the guy was seventeen. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So and that happened like, like and I think it was like it happened like testified. years ago, like when like when Kevin first came out when he was still doing Broadway in New York. Okay, and, was still and then this one he got caught up because so. it's like more of an assault. Mm, mm, mm. Tripping. I'm for cancel. <laughs> I'm for cancel culture when it's like for certain people like this, like when they do like these malicious things and these dirty things. Like, yeah, I'm all for you. That's why canceled. I say Jesse is not canceled. I feel like he's done some damage, but it'll be more damage on him. It was like desperate. Like right? you know, he was pushing the corner. He didn't want to lose his role. It's but just, the story was so wild. crazy. Yeah. It was so crazy. Like somebody should have smoked a blunt with him and like. Hey, no, that ain't and then don't forget, he this. got a letter we, in the we mail. We can do something else. Let's put a sex tape out. That always works. Fam, no one's watching Empire anyways. It's all good. Like, Do you guys think he'll still get the same support from the LGBTQ community? They, they, they support any goddamn body. Even the fact that he was using his position like... Lesbian over here. They support any fucking body. That's okay? crazy. They, let me say about the LGBT. They not for... You see this color? They not for this. They mm-hmm. for the white man who can't get a baby. He got all the money to get the baby. That mm-hmm. shit was never made for us. Because if that's the case, it wouldn't be so many homeless youth out here who are, got kicked out the house because they're gay, there'll be somewhere for them to go, but there's nowhere for them to go because that group does not care. Mm. But yeah, that's that. Damn. What did you think about a few months ago, the clip came out with Louis C.K. and Chris Rock, like Louis was saying the N-word and Chris was just going with it. Like, did that affect your take on them, either of them? I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't? I oh. Didn't. So you the were... next question is, can do comedians get a pass on the N-word, no matter the race? Mm. No. I don't think so. I feel like the argument would be that it's 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 a joke. It's funny. 
That would, mm. I feel like that'd be the argument. That's a good question. <laughs> That's um, tasty. I don't know. I I grew up around like racism, so I don't like to see white people say the N word. Period. I, just just me personally, I don't I don't like that shit. I want to fight. Even in that, like that clip I mentioned, Chris Rock was just he was you know I guess fueling the fire. He was still going with the joke. And what was what was he saying? I gotta look that up. He was saying he said the n word. Yeah, he was using it in context of like a joke. And then Chris was like he was kind of going with it. it. Was like yeah, niggas, blah blah blah. Like, and it kind of sparked a little attention gotta, towards Chris because you yeah. black at the end of the day. Yeah. And then uh, Jerry Seinfeld was in that same clip, and he was like, Nah, I never would really use. The N word in any any joke that I've ever done, like that's not my style. But Louie and Chris were just going with it. Damn it, that's messed up. If Jerry said, you know, if Jerry had enough damn common sense to say that, Chris, Jerry Simon was the only one talking sense in that Jerry's clip. Jerry's Jewish. Yeah, I think he has enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least I would hope oh. in that sense. And Louie, like you are just getting out the fire for pulling your dick out. <laughs> right on on your interns and now you want to drop the N-bomb I think you should tread lightly my guy like your little leprechaun um, (laughs) fucking luck is running out buddy like you can get cancelled what about comedians like Michael Rappaport and um nah you can't say it neither but he has a black wife hmm I ain't know that I don't give a damn. Me neither. That's why I'm just one of those things. Like, me neither. But that don't that don't matter to me. You still can't say it. Speaking so. of him, y'all heard him talking crazy about Meat Mill. Yeah, that's he what made me bring it up. He's, he just, yo, he just what was that about? He just, doesn't he have a podcast too? He's just trying to be clickbait. Is that I not guess. it? Yeah, he's yeah. Pretty he's, sure. That's he apologized today. But he always talks out of context when it comes. Did to you call us. him a comedian? Mm. Does he get on stage? I think he does. I don't. I, th- know. I think he does. No, I wouldn't know. I Michael Rappaport. So. I think he's. I think he's the guy on stage before. I think he thinks he's funny. Well, he's no. He he's no. No, my bad. He's an actor. He's in movies. Yeah. He's an actor. He's in movies. He's definitely in movies. Okay, so, so, he's, a, so, so he's an actor. Y'all no, be throwing that comedian. The Owens. Are, think yeah. of Owen. Owen has a brother. Yeah, That's not him. So loose. It's the Owen boy. I so a comedian about. is strictly someone who's on for the craft on stage. Tell the people now what a comedian is. A stand-up comedian is someone who has a crafted set. And and does stand up comedy for a living. Their set is is about them. It's about their life, their thought processes, their you know their outlooks on relationships or politics or whatever it is. It's them. Like so, and and a stand up set has you know it, it's a it's a structured way to have a, a set. You know you have your 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 callbacks, your your act outs, your you know misdirection. I, I'm talking about something, and then I, I lead you in a whole nother direction. You know, like there's a a structure to how you have a set. So when you have a structured set right. and you're making a living off comedy, you are a comedian. And I have a question, right? In your bio, when I checked on Instagram, I saw an interesting word that I never seen before, which is uh, comedian. 
or something like that. A comedian. Like, yeah, comedian. what is comedian? that? Comedian. Yeah, no, like explain what that means. How so it's spelled? It's C O M E D I E N N E. I feel old. That is the female version. Yes. Right. I looked it up, but I, for the listeners, can you explain that word? Because I I never knew comedian. there was. Comedian. Um. Yeah. There's a a, a comedian. C O M E D I A N. Yeah. That is a man. I had no idea. A comedian exactly. is a man. A comedian is a female. And the reason I bring that up is because we all commonly refer to females as comedians. Yes. Yeah. So why nowadays? You... Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't too long ago. It was comedians and comedians. Well, there wasn't that many comedians. I just started but... watching Mrs. Maisel on um, Amazon. Mm-hmm. So it's just like when seeing you today, I'm just thinking about that whole getup she had to go through. And it's just like, okay, there was a, this is interesting. I never knew it was too... I didn't know that either. I looked it up today on dictionary.com. Is it even necessary to distinguish <laughs> it? Like, I mean, I feel like... Actor and actress. It's What's your preference? Like, yes, What's your preference? You prefer comedian? Comedian? Doesn't matter to you. Um, it doesn't matter to me, but I mean, I know the correct verbiage, so I'm right. going to use it. Say it again. Right. Yeah. yeah, say it again. Comedian. I want to I learn it. Comedian. Comedian. Mean. I got mean. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get it. Uh, what do y'all think about like the recent backlash that like Burberry and Gucci are receiving for like the type of clothing they're using with that's like suggestive of like blackface? Burberry had like I have the picture a right noose. here. A noose, yeah. Oh my god. A noose on a, a hoodie. Motherfuckers. Um, like, uh, I, I don't buy It's Black shit. History Month still, by the way, and this is all coming out. It's literally a purple I, marketing tool. Yeah, it's clickbait. Mm-hmm. You, know, you they, worked in sales. Have you ever had to crazy. do anything like this? Nah, I don't got <laughs> to do nothing like that. In sales, like for me, I just, you know, I did my research. I, I don't understand why. It's like it's like perfect no. timing. Like, I mean, this is. Timing. I think it's it's always been there. It's always been there. I think it's, it's them trying to remind more... us that we're not here for you. Mm-hmm. And when will you get the point? Mm. But like it's like guaranteed outrage, right? So it's guaranteed attention for them as well. So exactly, but people still are giving them attention. Yeah, it, it just kills me the irony behind it. Of you how... know, all the broke people still giving them attention. You see, Floyd made money. He his yeah. ass still went into Gucci because you know yeah. what? It don't matter to Kodak him because Black, yeah. it's just like it doesn't matter to them. So people who don't have any money, yeah, we're screaming boycott Gucci, but our asses was never in there to begin with. Right. So it's just like it doesn't apply to us. And again, I feel like these these fashion houses are doing this to constantly remind us we do not make this for you. And the irony behind it, we're the biggest consumers. Yeah, I don't still think we're the biggest. Not the biggest consumers, but I'm talking about as far as like when it comes to uh, black people with money. Gucci, we're probably the biggest consumer for Gucci. Because people who don't even have the money but have enough credit to buy, they'll go bankrupt to buy some Gucci. I had a white woman tell me Gucci's for the Gucci for the black people, for the poor people. It's not you know, it's not for her rich ass. I feel like these rich people. I've heard that before too. Same thing with Louis V. Because like, look who's really wearing like these the the Gucci right? Like these rappers that like gain a lot of trouble, like Soldier Boy, just example, whatever, right? Right. So I feel like these brands don't want that representation for their product. They don't. So But I they'll like, take their money. Of course, but nobody... um, I read this quick story, quick story. Um Cardi B was at the Grammys. So I don't I'm gonna say the fashion house wrong, Moogler, M U G yeah. yeah. Muggler. Mm-hmm. What she her people asked, mm-hmm. can they do get in the vote beforehand, like maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. They told her no. The minute she got nominated for all the Grammys and I it was, oh, hey, yeah, now you could come into our vote. We'll mm. dress you. Mm. But before then, they wouldn't even think twice about it. It's all about reputation. So it's about, yes, yeah, so it is about the representation. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta earn that. Like, it's not. She was an Instagram person. You know what I'm saying? Like, not a all, comedian. All, all of this, <laughs> all of these things that you are getting right now are a blessing, anyway. So just because you didn't get one thing, nobody's trying to slight you. You ain't earned that. Yeah. Like people put a lot of skin in the game to get where they got, and you have gotten. You have been able to skate through a lot of shit. So you so you being snubbed at one thing, you've been you've been you got a Grammy, your first album, your first, you know, you got all these awards because you were an Instagram person first. You had a million followers before you dropped an album. Mm. Sure so did. these people rock with you, you know, like a social media following, that's a real core, hard like these people check to see what you doing all, all day. All the time, yes. So, Cool. With that being said, oh damn, I lost the damn. Should we? Okay, can we get? Should we get upset that brands choose to keep their brands exclusive, meaning they don't want us to kind of perpetrate their brand, like they don't want us in it in a sense. Should we get upset because they? Because it's it's their brand. There's levels you know to this. You, nah, want to, you listen, know who you want to wear your stuff. At, at the at the end of the day, I think these this stuff is like wake up calls for us to support black businesses. Yes. Yes. You know, like we should you don't got to question whether I want you in it or not. This is for you. You know, mm-hmm. so I I make it a a point to to buy black. Mm. Um my the person that does my PR is black, my manager is black, you know, I I date black men. Um, if I'm getting my 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 hairstyles is black, my MUAs are black. Like I rock with us, you know. I try to keep my dollar in black business. I eat in black restaurants. I try to get my nails done in in a black nail salons. Um, so I make a conscious effort to keep our dollar in our community because. Other races do that. They yeah, make yeah. sure that their money stay with, with them. And that's the only way that we'll know for sure that we're supporting us is when we support us. I feel like that's 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 very admirable. We all should do that. But at the same time, like depending on where you live, like Killer Mike did this Netflix thing where yeah. the first ep- I think I the first episode, episode he tried to only go to black like, owned businesses. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't find like a black owned like grocery store or shit like that, right? So I feel like depending where you live, it's kind of really hard to find black owned business. I mean, maybe even New York, it might even be harder than you expect. And right? another thing that um, I've noticed, it, it is, it is, it is hard. But that is why I, you know, I, I feel like when you can, you do it. Right. And mm-hmm. and I also encourage black people to start their own businesses. Like I, you know, I have my production company. I'm going to open up a restaurant mm. and, and some other stuff. Like we're going to keep this, you know, this train rolling. And, and I'm going to encourage other people to do it and learn about real estate and learn about business so we aren't so far behind, you know, like it's time for us to, to own shit. Right. And yeah, and and take pride in that. So. And I, I feel like also like when we are buying black, 
we gotta stop looking for the Discounts, hookup. Yeah. Like that shit is mad annoying because I know yeah. a lot of black entrepreneurs where they work really hard at what they do, but people are always stifling them on the price. Like, yo, you think you could do it for this? I'm just like, yo, but if I was a different color, you wouldn't even question that. You no know what I'm saying? Discounts. Like, why you no ask for a homie discounts. discount just because? And I mean, yeah, I know we we black, and I want you to support me, but play pay this fee. You know what I'm saying? I got bills like you got bills. You know what I'm saying? Facts. I it's think we gotta stop to be that. Asked, yeah. We gotta stop doing that. You've done a lot, you're doing a lot, and you plan to do even more. Like what advice do you give to upcoming creators and comedians like to get to that level of comfort in doing the things they want to do? Um, you know, just I would say it's important to have like good mentors. Um I've I've worked in business before. I went to I went to school, you know, so I move around how I move around because I've had life experiences to know how to move around like that. You know, so if if it's something that you want to do um to really work hard at it, study it, um and and find someone who is where you want to be and mirror them and and see how they are successful mm. you know um you like each one teach one um i've had some i've had some dope mentors um who who just taught me you know about about the game and so i just like you know i took that added my own little spice to it and you know kept it kept it moving so if you if you want to if you're serious about this don't be afraid to put in you know the groundwork don't be afraid to start in entry level and just play your position and mm-hmm. and and work your way up into into anything that you want to do. If you want to work in in fashion, like intern. If you got to drive for Uber and work in fashion for free, but if this is what you love, do that. You know, um, but learn whatever it is your craft is, and then jump into it. You know, and and just make sure you're passionate about it. Make sure that it's something that you love. Um, and that way you never have to work again when you find something you love. It's not work. It's just, you know, it's fun. Hmm. I don't feel like I'm, you know, going to work when I go to my shows. I'm going to have fun. Word. Right. And you get drunk. <laughs> and Word. I get drunk. Are drinks free? And I get drunk. And, and you get paid for it. Damn it. Um, sometimes, but a lot, sometimes it's free. Okay. Um, but most of the time, audience members buy you drinks, so... That's dope. Oh. Yeah, I definitely. If I make you laugh, you gotta buy me a drink. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. how it goes. Yeah, that's yeah. how the fuck that goes. That's how but I, I paid to get in. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I gotta pay for your drink as you well as mine, right. as well as my dates potentially too. Yeah, yeah another yeah, drink yeah. should be funnier. What the? Right. Do you want a good show or not? Guess even better. <laughs> that's funny. Makes perfect but, sense. But no, at the comedy clubs, I drink free. But um, yeah, gotcha. no, people buy you drinks and yeah, it's no better job. I, you know, I don't have to take no drug tests. <laughs> you okay. got to go. Oh, God. I've been looking for a job like that. That's mm. why this really works out for me. Because I, I refuse to stop smoking weed. Don't we all? I respect it. Holla. And I was going to bring edibles today, but it was just like, I don't know what type of crowd we have. So. Edibles are always welcome. Always welcome. Always. I, I would die. I would li- li- The last you time I did an edible, I ended up in a shower with all my clothes on. <laughs> Dead ass. And I never did it again. Yo. I was freaking the fuck out, yo, and I never... Poor thing. 
I think I ate way too much too. Like it I think sounds it was, like you did. You probably exactly had what this happened. much, and that's way nah, too much for you. Yeah, I'm a lightweight exactly when it comes to edibles. That's what it sounds like. That's hilarious. It was horrible. So let's say like going for uh, tomorrow, you wake up, all your social media, you have all the verified checks, you have access to every other comedian or creator in the world. Who was the first person you want to reach out to for a collaboration? Um, or just for like some tea or something. I don't know. I I probably reach out to Dave. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, yeah. And it's so crazy. Like I I met Dave a couple times. He was on I did a show and I ripped and he came and he ripped. I'm like, we did a show together. (laughs) But you didn't even fucking see me. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't know that we did a show together. Um, but yeah, yeah, it'll be that because he's my flavor of comedy, like that. That is my style, you know. Like, um, I'm a little bit more aggressive than he is. He's a little bit more laid back on stage. I'm, I'm a little bit more in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm a woman, you know, we extra <laughs> as fuck. So, um, but yeah, just like the the content and you know. Delivery, yeah, we're so yeah. It would be Dave, um, probably Chris Rock too. I love Chris Rock. Mm. That is my. I love him too. It's my favorite comedian. Yeah, yeah, he's. They are like a tie to me. So, so yeah, them too. Um, dang, Ellen, I love Ellen. That's my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, so I probably hit up them three. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Um, Oprah, cool. I hit Oprah up. Let, let a bitch hold something. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need all that money. You don't. You was giving strangers in your audience money. <laughs> I, I wonder, really what she, wonder what she does besides investing into her companies with that money. Like, is she just, I don't know. She's just sitting on a pile of money. Probably. Self. I swim in that shit. I wonder. <laughs> uh, what are, like, some of your goals for this year that you... Uh, have for yourself like did you have anything particular you want to accomplish by a certain time or yeah I got a uh, I'm doing a I'm doing a show in the Dominican Republic the Black Women's uh, Comedy Festival yeah oh I'm doing a Black Women's Comedy Festival too oh no I'm confusing the two you're doing a lot of stuff yeah I got <laughs> she's busy yeah yeah. yeah. Um, busy is so good. The, the Black Women's Comedy Festival yes that is it's um, this week yes mm-hmm. uh, the that is dope coming up you gotta look at a Black Women in Comedy Festival google it um, get the dates and see, you know, like where we're gonna be. It's gonna be in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, oh, cool. that, yeah, that's gonna be super dope. That's coming up next week. Um, but the show in Dominican Republic is, um, it's in May. It's for Memorial Day oh, cool. weekend. Oh, dope. Um, so the weekend is hosted by Big Tigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is their thirteenth annual um Sheesh. weekend of mm-hmm. doing it there, and it'd be so lit. This is my third year doing it. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm so it's like different parties for the like the whole weekend. So you got like a '90s party, a phone party, a white party. You're guaranteed to be drunk, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, it's an all inclusive resort, so you're gonna be drunk from. Sun up to sunset. Um, and I'm hosting the comedy show. So so it's me. I'm hosting. Um, B Simone. She's on the show. Um, you know my boyfriend. (laughs) She's looking for a boyfriend. I was gonna bring her up, but I was just like, let me just ask Justin. You know, because uh, yeah. So she's on the show uh, with Desi. Desi, the guy who she's always in a car with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the show, and Donnell Rollins is. um, Oh, I love that guy. Is headlining. Yeah, he is. A beast. 
So, so he and he's um he's headlining, but I'm hosting the show, so it's gonna be super cool. lit. And Tigger, he'll be there. Tigger sometimes kind of co-hosts the comedy show too, um, but he's like a super fun party host. Like I love partying him. He he is the the mayor of parties. <laughs> like he it turns up. Like mm. so, if y'all ain't doing nothing. Um, I can see what we do about a little package for y'all if y'all want to come. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be um, that'd be dope, yeah. Super lit. Yeah, um, yeah Punta Cana. Uh, no, it's Porta Plata. Hmm. We're going to be a Porta Plata. But, like, they be getting, like, up to, like, 3,000 people there. Like, we sell out the whole resort, Damn. usually. Wow. Um, That's tough. Oh, yeah, it, it, be, it goes down. I'm going in July. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Nope. Um, so, so yeah, so, um, yeah, I need to lose a few pounds because I plan on being naked. <laughs> okay, be- that's a goal. Be- hey. Yeah, I want to be naked the whole weekend. Get it. Because, um, you know, like, what happens in DR never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, Got it. So I might, you know, want to bust it over for a real nigga. And, um, yeah. So that's I'm a, so I'm trying to so I want to be naked the whole weekend. That's my plan. Naked. So um so I'm, so I gotta so I gotta drop like um about twenty something, thirty, forty pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Even if I don't drop it, I'm still be naked. So fuck it. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> y'all got to deal with this little bag fat. You know, <laughs> <free>. fuck y'all. <laughs> That's dope. So so yeah. So that um, if you guys want to come to that um the Memorial Day getaway. That's the the website you can go to for the little the little packages. Um, I did a show. Um, um, oh, Essence Lounge. Don't forget that every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, eight o'clock sharp, sixteen sixty two Atlantic Avenue. Women's Fresh Wednesdays. Oh, I'm late. We, we was wow. talking about he was he asked me about one of a, an accomplishment that I thought was big. Mm-hmm. Um, I did I got to work with Damon Wayans too. What, what? I love Damon Wayans. Yeah, I got to tour with him too. What um, we did um, we did a um, couple shows. We did at least like fifteen or sixteen what? shows. That's crazy. so cool. Yeah, he was like amazing. I love him. How, does he like? How does that work? Does he like his team reach out to your team and then you just connect that way or? Um, no is it personal, like personal email. Well, the first show I did with him was in Chicago. Um, I was hosting. Um, the the club hired me to host for the weekend. Some headliners travel with their own help, with their own feature and host, and sometimes the headliner will let the club choose. Mm. So he didn't have nobody that was traveling with him for that specific show, and so the club hired me to host. Um, so I hosted for him, and he was like, "Oh, he was like, you are dope. You know, you want to come on the road." I was That's like, so "Yes, cool. fucking dope." It's yeah. his personality, like how he, like how he is in his stand up, and like I know acting like, obviously have to take on a different role, but like, is that like how he is, like funny all the time, like? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. He's just he's a naturally funny person, but right. he's very laid back. He's older now. Okay. So <laughs> I got I got the fifty year old day. <laughs> slow down. I didn't get that. Yeah, I got the slow you down. You didn't get day the back. blink man. No, no, I didn't get the, the young one that was out partying and shit. You know what I'm saying? I that, thought he was still like that. Honestly, that nigga was in bed at ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> After we got off stage, that nigga was like, "Bye, bitch, I'm out of here." Right. <laughs> So, That's funny. So did you, I, I got the old day. Did you 
you have him do any of his like voices from any of his other characters? Oh yeah, he he do them on stage. Oh. So so yeah, yeah that was that was great. He was super duper funny. A woman tried to give me some panties to get to him one time. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, ma'am, I'm not touching your drawers. <laughs> what? Man. She had the, but she had nerve though. That's the balls. Nerve. She was just like, have have you had any cra- to him? My bad. Have you had any crazy fan interactions, like with any dudes or anything like that? Um, yeah, yeah, I have. I've had a um, this a guy that was like, he would come to my shows a lot. And he wanted to, he was interested in me and talking to me. But after like a couple conversations with him, I realized that he was a murderer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know somebody that's like a goon. Mm-hmm. Got it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, you got some bodies. He tried to diamond you. Diamond. Like, just this, just this conversation, I could tell, like, you're not a good person. Like, mm-hmm. you, like you should, you probably done got away with some shit. You should mm-hmm. probably be doing life in jail or mm-hmm. some shit. The police have not been doing their job. <laughs> like, how do you peep that? Like, that's so You can just, out of conversation, you could tell. You could tell. I, I'm from Chicago. I know okay, murderers. True. I'm related I to I forgot where you was wrong. Yeah. I wonder if it felt right. safe even turning him down. Like, if you felt that he was a murderer. Like... Um, My curveball game. Hey. <laughs> 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 he didn't know, a... know he got turned down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my friend that's zone game is like, put you in that little box. You don't even know how you got in there. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> Damn, Ain't no funny. windows in this box. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, so so yeah, that was that was Damon Wayans was the other one that I forgot. And I did a show with Cardi B too. That was cool. That's okay. what's up. Wait, uh, wait. You're impressive. For real. She's, yo, she's she's mad, yo, mad laid back about it too. Cardi B normal people. Like you're speaking to normal people right now. She like said you she just worked do with it. Damon Wayans. I'm just sitting here like, yo. I wish. What? Like, what was the show with Cardi B like? Um, it was cool. It was a weekend. So it was like another like destination weekend. We were in Dominican Republic. Jesus. That's what she, I think I remember that. Well, I didn't be out there that weekend, but I remember being <laughs> on Instagram seeing all the pictures that yeah. yeah, it was, um, like the weekend, it was Cardi B, Fabulous, um, DJ Envy, and then like the comedians, it was me, Rip Michaels, mm. and this guy from Philly, Skeet Carter. But that was dope. It was a, that was the first time like DJ Envy got to see me perform and. He said you were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what's up. He said he was okay. I don't doubt that no one has told you that you're bad. Like I, I I really think like you're good. Like based on what I've seen the clips, I think you were pretty funny. Oh, thank you. Sitting with you today, of course. Like you made us laugh all throughout the damn episode. We ain't laughed this damn much. Yeah, Wednesday (laughs) we about to have a a group trip. Group trip for three ninety nine. My favorite saying. Yes, and uh, y'all definitely gonna owe me a drink. So, yeah, I, know. I don't know about all that, but is it, I'm sorry, this sorry. one right here. No, actually, it's Jameson. I use, <gasps> Jameson. I, I'm a Jameson girl. Straight. I'm, I'm Jameson Irish. and ginger. Jameson, with I don't Jameson drink. and ginger, a little bit of ice lime. That's it. Uh, uh, That's a real drink. Yeah, right. I drink it straight. <laughs> cool, cool. Oh, see, she said she drinks it straight. Me and Sarah went like fucking margaritas and shit. We had lightweight. One drink and I'm gone. I'm a lightweight, bro. I have at least eight Jamesons a night. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm Irish. Is that before getting on stage or is that? Yeah, yeah. while, like, throughout the night. Yeah. Oh. Like, not eight. I ain't gonna say that. Probably like seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have like seven number. drinks and I can only have like one blunt. 
Like, mm. I can't. But I, I, yeah, are you a drinker, smoker? Are you a more smoker, drinker, or it's even? Uh, both. Both. I'm I'm a pothead and alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Two bad habits. I, I, I envy the potheads because I can get through like half a blunt and then I'll just be cool. But mm. like a whole one, I'm I'm dead. Like I don't even know where I'm at at that point. Mm, I'm more so of a drinker. Yeah, I'm more of a smoker. A, a margarita drinker and right. a half a bunch. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, your drawers is light as shit. <laughs> hey, you that's are light in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> we on, we gonna train you up a little bit. We on, we on. Just get me fucked we, up. Yeah, we gonna test your chops. You can't be out here lighting ass like that. Every you're female that I've met, I'm doing the black community wrong right man. now. Jesus Every Christ. female that I've ever met that can drink always gets other people to drink more. So That's like, no, we yeah. gonna get your liver together. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, son. I'm gonna come back a different person. <laughs> yeah, you gonna come back a different complexion. Right here, oh, no. <laughs> we coming to the show with a brown people bag. <laughs> That's nuts. Turn him into a whole wine. <laughs> He's gonna walk out this office and go go to sleep right on the corner. Right. <laughs> now all this talking oh, no. of drinking, now I need a drink. Okay. I do too. No. I can't believe y'all had none to drink oh, here. No. The one time we don't. The, usually the we one do. time we don't. Yeah, you, you, have to, you have to come back. Then I mean, thank you. I was just about to say now I got to come back. You got to yeah, get it right because yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah. y'all treated me like a redheaded stepchild in this bitch. Now low key, I'm still still working on like the professionalism, right? So you offered him water. So I, I offered you water. You got one glass of water. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. <laughs> didn't even get no refill. Like, and it's empty. That was yeah, done before but, we started recording. Yeah. Can, can one of these interns <laughs> get a bit of water? I've been talking for an hour and a half. My shit is parched. Yeah. We gotta get it together. We're about, we about to wrap up anyway. Right, right, so right. would you like to shout out your social media and everything? You oh do? yeah, man. Y'all can find me on Instagram. I am Mimi Simpson. My name is spelled M E M E, like Mimi. Not you, you. <laughs> um, so it's Mimi Simpson on Facebook, and um, Twitter is um, it's Mimi bitches. Like Straight that. like that. I like that. Yes. Word. All right. It's so yeah, bitches. follow me, man. Make sure you guys check out the Major Hype Show on BET on the um, digital YouTube channel. Um, Women Crush Wednesdays. Women Crush Wednesdays, 1662 yes. Atlantic Avenue. Make sure you guys come out. 8.30 sharp tomorrow. 8.30 sharp mm. every Wednesday. Make sure you get there early, man. You're, you're going to be sli- sitting at the bar. Um, not that that's a bad place to sit either, but <laughs> you want to get on stage and, you know, get the real essence of the show. Um, Memorial Day getaway um, in DR. Mm-hmm. MemorialDayGetaway.com, hosted by me, Big Tigger, Donna Rollins. Um, be Simone, Desi. It's gonna be a dope, amazing weekend. Um, I'm gonna be naked all weekend. If y'all want, if y'all care about seeing me naked, um, somebody will take a picture and put it on the internet. No, 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 no. I beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't post my news, nigga. You wait for me to post my shit. <laughs> thank so, you for coming, though. We appreciate thank you. Having you. It was so much fun so having much. you. Yes. Thank y'all. This was a dope podcast. I appreciate um, y'all having me. I will see y'all tomorrow. Yes, sir, sir. Yeah, yeah I'm right. down, yo. I just take my schedule. I'm it's free. It's Wednesday. For real. All right, yeah, let's get it. Family affair. You know, let me call somebody's daddy to give me some money, but I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free show. It's still need money in your pocket. Uh-uh, bitch, we cute. <laughs> <laughs> I go, listen, I go out. 
all the time with with ten dollars in my pocket. I leave, I come back with ten dollars. <laughs> I be fucked up, fool. Like when you cute, oh you are you a lesbian? Is that what I heard? Yeah. That's why you don't be giving niggas a chance. At least <laughs> don't tell them you're a lesbian. Let them buy you a drink and then tell them. <laughs> We're seeing the game. And fold first hand. Yes. This is what they do. This is how they talk they about. Do. They hustlers. Yeah, we gotta hustle. <laughs> hustlers. No. Yeah, I mean, my conversation costs drinks. So, if you want to ha- talk to me for longer than thirty seconds, Just keep the drinks coming. The drinks coming. Yes. <laughs> and after three drinks, I need a plate of food and a doggy bag. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. That that shouldn't be a problem. No, it shouldn't. No, no, you're right. No. No, and then come out to Women Christian Wednesdays. I got you, girl. We'll put your shit on somebody's tab. <laughs> 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 uh, Can I yeah. tell y'all she was dope? She's For sure. Y- y'all want to shout out your social medias? Oh, it's still Ladyway15. Hello, everybody. Coco. Coco Riley. See, y'all, you got mad shit you going on. Just no. how you said. Anyway, yo, it's your brand, CR, a.k.a. Conscious Rap. <laughs> Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, CR underscore 908. Same thing on Twitter. Um... Ten Toes Down music video coming out soon. Dope. Uh, as always, y'all never get my personal Instagram because what's private is private, but you can follow the show's Instagram at Introverted Intuition Pod. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Introverted Intuition. Um, what else? I don't know. I'm tired. It's hot. I'm thirsty. It's hot as fuck. <laughs> uh, meet me again. We appreciate, appreciate you coming to the show. Definitely Thanks hope to have you back me. soon. And everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.